Ah, ladies and gentlemen, do not fear. Ben and I are back. Another episode. We're back, Ben. Mm-hmm. And better than ever. Yeah. HD. Oh, wait. That's right. It's just, it's just audio. Yep. 4K! Nah. Dolby Atmos. There we go. Yeah, let's go with Round that. sound. I don't know. I'm just spitting out words now. Music. Mike's <laughs> camera action. Where is this going, Ben? Marker. <laughs> Quiet on set. <laughs> uh, where are we going with this, Benjamin? I don't know. We're doing a podcast today, right? Oh, that's right. We are doing a podcast today. Yeah. Zach, how'd you show up? How'd you get in here? He, he came out of the sound booth. <laughs> He's still alive. He's okay. Yeah, <laughs> be like, oh, yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> of all time. What's going on, Zach? How are you? Did you finish your lunch, the dinner, I did, breakfast? I had a salad. Had a salad. So. No, no, that on chicken nuggets. Yeah, no dino. Full yeah. salad. Now I'm topping it off with some chocolate chip or a chocolate uh, fortune cookie. Cookies. Okay. All right. Then what about you? What you got in your little box of goodies? Oh, I didn't have a salad. I had some salted peanuts. I don't know why I'm showing it to the camera. The listeners can't hear or see. So. See? See? Woo! <laughs> and I, Ben, have my usual Coke Zero with a splash of Good juice. Jack yes. Jack Sparrow. Okay. Yes. Captain Jack Sparrow. So, rum, rum, rum. Um, ben, take it over for a second. I'm getting a phone call, so I'm going to need you to take over for one second here. Okay. Well, this is awkward. I don't know if this has happened before where we've just kept going right in the middle of the podcast. So we'll see if this gets edited out or not. So we've gone through. I'm here. Rod's here, or he was here for a moment. And Zach is here too. And we are bringing you another actor spotlight. So Zach, announce to the folks yeah. who we're talking about today. We're talking about one of Rod's favorites, Zoe mm-hmm. Dutch. Dutch, Dutch. I don't know how. Sometimes I always forget. Something like that. Deutsch, something. Like that. something yeah. Deutsch. But yeah, the wonderful Zoe Deutsch. There we go. That's that better. is right. Are you excited, Rod? Huh? Yes. Are we done? Are we, is it done? Is it over? Did you guys finish already? Yeah, we talked about everything. Oh, so. okay. Thanks for joining. Thanks, guys. Enjoy Quantum Mania this weekend. See you <laughs> next week. Okay. I don't know what you guys said. Sorry about that. Take a phone call. I've been waiting for, for like four hours. But mm. yes, we are talking about the great, lovely Zoe <laughs> Deutsch. And you know, Ben, around this time last year, I don't know how this happened, but around this time last year, myself, you, and Shane, we uh, talked about Emily Blunt. Yeah. I don't know how that happened, but it, it, it's just the stars aligned perfectly. Mm-hmm. And so this year we're talking about around the same time, talking about uh, Zoe Deutsch. I don't know how it happened, man. Right. It's funny too. It's around Valentine's Day, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, very mm-hmm. interesting. I, I I agree, Zach. I you know sometimes you know like your fortune cookies. You just we were very fortunate to have these episodes placed in the exact same time. So in a certain week, yeah, totally. yeah, exactly. Not same certain same week and everything. Damn, I'm just we're just that good, Ben. Just that good. <laughs> But before we get started, then, yes, I'm on the great Zoe Deutsch. Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl happened this weekend. Oh, yeah. Great game. One of the best Super Bowls in recent memory. Um, funny story, though. In the middle of the game, I'm texting, I'm messaging Zach back and forth a little bit. And Zach 
not even watching the game. He's like, yeah, I'm watching set it up. So he's, he was doing his homework. Nice. I don't know why he wasn't watching the game, though. It was a great game. Mm-hmm. I was being a good boy doing my homework. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He, there's there's there, there's no uh, points for second up, Zach. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. I'm but, glad. I'll talk about it later. <laughs> but, uh, Ben, did you enjoy the Super Bowl? Yes, it was a good ball game. Okay. Nope. Nope. As they say. Let's yeah. let's let's talk about the trailers now. But those refs home runs, some uh penalty boxes, anything like that. Yeah, a few yellow cards and uh <laughs> no knockouts though this time. You guys both give me early early rounds. Okay. With the Cowboys right. in it? I, I think so. I don't know. No, it was a teal team and then like a red and white team. Oh, okay. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I want you both to know how much you piss me off on a weekly basis. <laughs> Specifically, sorry, you, Benjamin. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Fine, fine, fine. the Super Bowl came Super Bowl trailers. Dun dun dun. And we're supposed to get a lot of them. Actually, it's supposed to be like fourteen of them. <laughs> I don't think we got that many. I think it was like like seven or eight, honestly. That's what it felt like, you know. And of I course, wanted more. I, shit, look, I was looking for more. And honestly, the Super Bowl commercials themselves were kind of weak this year. I'm not gonna lie. Ooh, were, yeah, not not the greatest. Nope. Uh, the Miles Teller one was fun though. You know, you know, dancing. Sure. With his wife, that was that was a fun one. The Tubi one freaked me out though. Like I'm sure <laughs> everybody that 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 that, that, that scared the fuck out of me. That was funny. I just found about found out about that one on TikTok. I was like, "Wait, what?" And then I looked at them. I was like, "What did you get for watching the Zoe Deutsch movie?" All right. So, oh, I'm sorry. I'm watching what we're about to talk about. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but uh, guys, we did get some trailers from some big blockbusters coming out: Fast X, Guardians Three, Dungeons and Dragons, Flash. That's right. We got to look at the Flash. Got to look at the Flash. So we're not going to go through all of them. This isn't the Infinity Film Rundown where we go through all of them, Ben. We don't, you know, we're we're we're, we're better than that now, right? We're we're more, more mature, right? We're past that stage. Sure. So let's talk about all of them. Now. Okay. What we're going to do is I'm going to ask Zach first. Which trailer Zach impressed you the most from the Super Bowl? And take it away. Uh, Guardians Three was really nice, but since we already seen a lot of that already from the first trailer. Um, it was just a few more jokes and more plot stuff shown. Uh, but the easily the flash that one surprised me. And much as that production was a complete mess, um, I'm shocked the trailer looks half as good. Um, and especially uh, Supergirl who stole the entire trailer. Who everybody, it's not even a flash movie anymore, it's Batman and Supergirl, and that's basically it. I would agree that uh, that trailer was fantastic. Uh, I don't know if it was a Super Bowl. Super girl show though. I I'm gonna let I'm gonna say Michael Keaton stole the show for me at least. That mm-hmm. was uh that was pretty badass. Yep. But then somebody else showed up too, and I forgot he showed up. He was showing up in the movie. Still one of the best. He might still be the best villain in the DCEU at this point. General Zod showing back up. That was awesome. Chills. Mm-hmm. Uh when he first shows up on the TV with the kind of like pixelated screen, I was like, oh my god. If you know Man of Steel, you know if you know that shot, you're like, yes, that's fucking Zod. He's back. Hell yes. So I was happy. But then I'm not gonna lie. And you and I, we have to text it back and forth about it. 
I was very impressed with that fast X trailer. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. I I know Zach, you're tired of the franchise. Look, I grew up with that franchise. I I love it. So I'm gonna defend it. We all have that franchise, Zach, where we just we just defend no matter what. Fast Fast and Furious is that franchise for me. And I gotta say, it was a lot more dramatic, even though the movie's probably not gonna be as dramatic as that trailer was. Um, but what impressed me the most was Jason Momoa's presence alone. I was like, hell yes, this is awesome. There was that one line of like they're about to get in the car and start racing. It's like that's the thing about big families, you know. How do you choose the ones you save? And so it's like the way he delivered that line, I was like, Oh shit, I got chills. So I think he might end up being maybe, I'm not gonna say he's gonna be the best. I mean, look, we don't go to Fast and Furious films like, oh man, who's the best villain? Mm-hmm. He might walk away though, Ben, being the best villain in, in the Fast and Furious franchise. Who knows? I, I, I like how they tied it back in the Fast Five. Probably the best Fast and yeah. Furious movie. Yep, I appreciated that. And thank you, thank you, thank you. We're at least gonna get one scene of Charlie Theron kicking ass. Thank yes. you so freaking much i'm tired of her typing on her fucking keyboard like a fucking maniac she's not even typing anything once you shop it on amazon i'm type i'm tired of it i'm tired of it then so i think louis what's his last name is it louis what, 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 what's his name there? Latarier or something i think he's french okay Latarier. the guy who directed the incredible hulk um yeah i'm glad he listened to the fans and Listen to me specifically, because I've been asking for this forever. Right. If we're going to have Charlie Stenlin back. Please don't have her sitting behind the desk having Zach's dino chicken nuggets and, you know, typing on the keyboard. All right. We we I, we need to see her do something. So this is supposed to be part one of the finale then, though. You know, like all the road, the road ends here. Start <laughs> beginning now, whatever. The title exactly. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited, though. Very, very excited. I was very impressed. I, I like Fast 9 as a guilty pleasure. I know Zachy was one of your worst films of that year. I know, Ben, you were kind of like, I'm, I'm done with this franchise. Yep. Yep. But the, for me, Ben, I, fuck you, Vin Diesel, but like the goddamn that this family just keeps bringing me back. Like, they keep bringing it's me like back more. Garden. You know, so, and Ben, your girl, Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. She looks great. She looks great. Oh, yeah, always. So, I, yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> there was a part though someone sent me like pictures of I think her her new commercial I messaged like is this from a commercial or from Fast X I can't <laughs> like so, a Nissan commercial or whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all interconnected Zach it's all part of one big shared cinematic universe exactly <laughs> I will complain about the trailer though because we didn't see we saw one little snippet of Daniela Melkor so it wasn't even that like long. Of it was a very brief, very very brief, and for a four minute trailer, they <laughs> really <laughs> so yeah, very sad. I don't get this either though. The movie comes out May nineteenth, and it's February fifteenth, and tickets are already on fucking sale. What I don't why why <laughs> just why family the family's got to coronate to go see it. So Ben, what was your most uh, or what was the trailer that impressed you the most? Yeah. Um... None of them got it. It's all right. One no. Well, well, the the one that kind of stuck out a little bit, and it wasn't a whole lot of new stuff. Um, but I I would have given a shout out to Fast X, but the the new Indiana Jones spot, which I mean was short, but it did confirm the return of a certain character 
that I was very excited to see. So yes, it did. Yes, it did. I won't spoil it. I guess if you haven't seen it, but um, that, that was a a cool and funny little spot. So I'm excited to see how uh, that all gets together in, in the movie. Now this wasn't together. our first look at Phoebe, though, right? Because she was in the teaser, but I guess we right. saw a little bit more of her in this in this spot. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the same amount. I don't know. But she's playing. Indy's goddaughter, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe she's, uh, I was getting mixed up. Martin Brody's daughter. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Marcus right. Brody is Joe, so. All right. Yeah. Well done, gentlemen. That was fast. Like Fast X. <laughs> See what I did there, Ben? See what I did there? Yeah, that's good. I know. No, okay. it, was, it was bad. I, I'm, I was yeah. on this one. It was, it, was, it was terrible. Well, that's okay. Benefit of the doubt. On. Yeah, let's get back on track. Feige, the man. Just that's it. Just, just not just just the man. Feige is the fucking man. And Zach Ben, we're we're we're, we're in interesting times with the MCU right now because uh, this weekend we have Ant Man and Wasp on the main, the highly anticipated start to Phase Five, and it's been met with mixed results from critics. Uh, at the time of this recording, you all three of us are about. Uh, 24 hours away from seeing the movie. Well, Zach, well, I've seen it already. I'll probably be still sitting down in the theater and mm-hmm. so will you, Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Zach will be tucked in for bed. But uh, 53% right now. Mm. And you know what? I, that hasn't really affected me at all. Same. It hasn't really yeah. affected me. Zach, you and I have talked about it. Look, I'll, I'll tell you this too, Ben, what Zach and I are talking about. We are 30-something on movies on the MCU. If you're not on board, you're just not on fucking board anymore. All right. But what do we say, Zach? The hypocrisy of just these critics it's, and these fans. And I'm going to call out some fans here. Why are we rooting for movies to fail now? Why are we Why are we rooting? Do we just not want good movies? Do we just not want comic book movies in theaters anymore? Do you not want movie theaters around anymore? Because that's what's saving movie theaters right now. You can thank Tom Cruise all you want. Comic book movies are still saving movie theaters. So I, I don't know why we want movies to fail. Now, we're not going in here expecting the next Avengers Endgame. And I think that's part of the problem, too. I think we all go into these Marvel movies expecting the next Infinity War, Civil War, Winter Soldier, Endgame. These big level events. But Ben, I will say this. The marketing has some fault here because they have marketed these trailers as like this big event film, like this at this grand sci-fi epic. Yeah. The trailers, the trailers were epic. They were awesome. I loved them. But look, we haven't seen the movie yet. So we could come out and on our spoiler review and be like, yeah, it was awesome. We just don't know. But I digress by saying five has come out. He said some things about kind of the future of the MCU. And one of the things I think that made us all happy was his comments about Disney Plus and that there's going to be less projects. They're going to be more spaced out. Starting, I think, actually in this phase, and we've, we've kind of already started to see that because we still don't have a fucking release date for Secret Invasion. Which is, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it annoys me, Ben, but it also makes me kind of happy because that means they're really taking the time with post production. Mm-hmm. But it annoys me because they said spring. And we're getting very close to spring. It's the middle of February. I, I come on. Yeah. But Disney also has another show they're getting ready to put out in like two weeks called The Mandalorian. So they're probably focusing all their attention on that. So we'll probably hear something soon. I'd probably say around week two or three of Mandalorian. Probably get another trailer of the release date, stuff like that. But 
I digress. Something else, Ben, that he said was interesting. Mm-hmm. Remember that Blade movie that was supposed to come out when we were like in fifth grade? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it's going to come out or it's going to start shooting here in like the next 10 weeks. So cool. fairly soon, fairly cool. soon. I'll believe it when I see Mahershala Ali killing vampires. So <laughs> whatever, wolves, whatever. All right, look, yeah. I'm my anticipation has declined steadily for this movie. And I'm not even the biggest Blade fan, but I'm a Mahershala Ali fan, like a lot mm-hmm. of people are. So he's the reason why I'm going to go see this. But how long is he going to be sticking around the MCU for? Because he's already up there in age. So we need to write, you know, I'm, I'm just, what, what kind of film is going to be? How does he fit into the MCU? Who knows? Captain America 4, guys, coming out next year. They're going to start shooting next month. That's awesome, Ben. I'm excited about that. Are you excited mm-hmm. about that? Oh, yeah. Bucky is apparently, Ben, going to be the de facto leader of the Thunderbolts. After I thought last year was supposed to be Elena. I thought they. I thought someone came out there and said the Elena was supposed to be able to leader. I think that was Zach. No, yeah. it wasn't Zach. So I think Zach is Zach. Actually, that, that, did you send that to me, Zach? Or did I send that to you when I came out? Anyway, there was some sort of rumor about Florence Pugh being the factor leader. But she should be. I mean, look, she very might well could still could be. It makes sense to me for Bucky, though, as well. Well, I mean, he's the one with the most. He's the most sane of the group. As of yeah. Now. Yeah, that's he's the, the most level headed. Yeah. So, you know, we'll just have to wait and see about that and how that turns out. But I think they're gonna start shooting here also in the next couple of weeks as well. So that's exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. But guys, it's been a while. We haven't really heard anything about Spider-Man 4. It's been a minute. And then you and I kind of agree that like let's no way home. That was a very, very emotional, very heavy ending. Let's we kind of need to let that breathe. Tom Holland even said, "I need a break." Yeah. So if you really think about it, guys, Tom Holland has been playing Spider Man in 2016, 2016, Civil War, 2017, Homecoming, 18, Infinity War, 19, Endgame, and Far From Home, and 2021, of course, with No Way Home. So that's a lot. Yeah. I understand he needs a break. I understand why John Watts left. And then one week later, I'm joining Star Wars. All right, all right, okay. Whatever. I'm happy for you, John. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, very happy. <laughs> you know why I'm happy, though, Ben? Because I don't want this next saga to actually involve John Watts. Mm. That was the Homecoming trilogy. Let's get a new director in here to focus on, I guess, Holland's college years. Yeah, and a new word for the titles to follow. Yes. Yeah. No more home. Anyway. They have a story. They're ready. They're they're, they're getting the writers. They're putting the you know they're putting pen to paper now. Mm-hmm. What's interesting though is, I got a feeling, guys, and I want Zach Ben to chime in on this, guys, too. I have a feeling, just a feeling. We're about to see not a major shift in the schedule, but I think some stuff is going to get moved around once again, mainly with Disney Plus stuff. But they have to fi- find a way to get Spider Man. How where's that going to fit? Because if they're writing the story, that means they're probably going to start shooting this thing probably by the end of the year, early next year, for a 2025 release date, probably, which is four years removed or away, four years after No Way Home. So I don't know. Probably came out and said a lot of stuff up the MCU, which is something that I missed. That you that that was the biggest takeaway for you guys, um, Zach, Ben, whoever wants to chime in first. Uh, 
I'll go to you, Zach, since you've been kind of quiet for a little bit. I just want stuff to be evenly balanced. Like, like we were, I'm, it's honestly funny looking back at 2021, everybody complained that we were getting so much, but I honestly feel so nostalgic from 2021 and just getting all that content. And then obviously from last year and such. Um, 2021 was a great year for the MCU. I don't care. It really was. You and me, we're we're big Phase 4 defenders, so that was just a fun year to experience as fans. And uh, especially last year, but towards the She-Hulk era, I was getting very burned out. I I still have not gone back and finished it because I've just been really burned out. And, like, just the fans' reception after Love and Thunder, it just kind of just, like, all right, I, I just need go away from this community for a minute and then focus on other stuff but then Wakanda forever brought me back and now Ant-Man like I'm just really pumped for it so I'm just glad we're getting all this content again but I just want stuff spread out I just want a game plan um from what I'm hearing from you know Quantumania how like it's like episode one of phase five and stuff is like don't think of it as a movie but more as like an episode I'm like well that's always been the MCU, so I don't see how people are, are complaining. Yeah, I no one. The trailers kind of seem like the one way how Ant Man was gonna go. Like maybe there's a certain aspect, like he could, you know, get killed off or whatever. I never fully believed that. So especially now the announcement of Ant Man four, where is that gonna come out now? Who knows? But just I don't know. I again, I just. I'm going to start rambling if I just keep saying the same things, but I just basically just want stuff spread out. Spider-Man 4, I want sooner rather than later. I want Doctor Strange 3 sooner rather than later as well. I honestly think that the Disney Plus show stuff should be on, should be a last thought, except for like, you know, Loki 2, Moon Knight 2, and Secret Invasion. I think a lot of the show stuff should be an afterthought and should like fade away more in time and they want to gain back their fan base and get more back into the movie realm and now that like you know movie theaters are officially back and like all that stuff was like the COVID stuff I just think they need to get back on track of movies and kind of just look back at how the Disney Plus stuff just did not work out as well as they thought they it did besides a few shows and that's just my opinion personally even though I like the shows I just think as a like trying not to get the fans burned out. I just think going back to a movie schedule and making some of these things like movies. Wasn't there one like that was going to be a show that now it's going to be a movie? Armor or, Wars. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Armor Wars. Do stuff like that. Make it a Disney Plus movie. I'd rather have that than a long show on certain things. But other than that, um, I just want to see certain, again, certain characters sooner rather than later, later. And then how this all connects to Secret Wars and to um, King Dynasty. So it's going to be a lot, but I think Feige can manage it better, especially with, you know, a lot of this COVID, like 20 stuff that was supposed to come out in 2020 was supposed to get delayed, or it all got delayed. So, of course, he's trying to play catch up. And I think we're finally getting back on track. Of, like, this is the proper schedule of how things should flow. I, yeah, I, I agree, Zach, wholeheartedly. Um, ben? Yep, I agree a lot with that. Uh, I think my enjoyment of the shows. Uh, pretty much was just like kind of a downward slope because <laughs> WandaVision is still my favorite. Um, so, yeah, I mean, don't know exactly what it's due to, but I, I think it's a good sign for them to step back a little bit and look at bigger picture, but then also, uh, you know, get those get those scripts down and, and 
quality over quantity as they say but um yeah and then i'm i'm always excited for the movies coming out so i think we're looking good on that front the only other thing i remember kevin um saying mr feige uh was that the fantastic four would be like a big um correct kind of totem pole i guess moving forward uh when they come out so which is is good will be will be cool hopefully well i mean i like how they're taking the time with the two yeah yeah you know the more i think about the more i'm kind of happy they didn't do a casting announcement last year and you know Mm -hmm. probably get that at comic-con this year something like that but i think uh disney plus has been their i think it's been a benefit but i also think it's been kind of a it's 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 been more of a annoyance in the sense that it's kind of hard to get hyped for these movies because remember pre multiverse saga, you know, we were getting MC movies like once every few months and we were right. all to get excited and hyped and speculate and all that stuff. Now with the shows and the movies and I've enjoyed the shows. It seems like probably most of all, the three of us here, but um, not all of it has landed been right. The Moon Knight finale was still probably my least favorite finale of the shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, She-Hulk, I enjoyed it. I don't think it'll go to its potential, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Doctor Winter Soldier was probably the biggest disappointment out of all of them, though. But but then that was still a good series. Still yeah. a good show. A lot of good stuff. That was just like that should have been a movie. And it kind of goes back to what you and Zach were saying. Like some of these shows should have been movies, and some of the movies should have been shows. I still think the the biggest one was Miss Marvel. I think that should have been a movie. I think the Marvel should have been the sequel to Miss Marvel. And then get a third one in there. I don't know. I don't know how you would structure that, but I, th- I think the Miss Marvel movie would have Miss Marvel show would have worked better as a movie. But that being said, I still love Kamala Khan. I still love Mamalani in the role. I just, yeah. But any other final thoughts, guys? Because we're gonna take an ad break and then go the rest of the show uninterrupted. Uh, uh, Zach has to cook some more, but. You know. I do not have to cook some more, but I will say, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I. We're, you were talking about Quantumania like having mixed reception and you know being the second rotten movie in the saga. Um, that did not bother me. That that does not bother me. Like nope. there's, I do not care. I I literally do not care. One, what Rotten Tomatoes says. Two, how people receive it now, because like I want these movies to be divisive, like be like talked about, and like with that being, you know. Of rotten the second rotten movie look at eternals that's still talked about to this day people still there's a hardcore fan base for that now most watched marvel movie on disney plus last year exactly people want to know what it is so oh. it just it just res- go ahead man yeah because what man because what <laughs> never mind i want i want i won't make you more man no no okay. no no go ahead speak your mind man speak your mind speak your mind i was gonna say because no one went to the theater to see it but oh. part of that goes back to the run tomato score or yeah. general uh-huh. general consistency. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Put yourself back on mute, buddy. All right, okay. go ahead, Zach. Go ahead. <laughs> so as I was saying before, someone's opinion came out. <laughs> Real, it's uh, rude. That's forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just like it creates discussion. I think more people will go see it to be curious. Okay, why is it the second? Why why is it run? Like you know, they always say like bad publicity isn't like a. Uh, What's, what's the phrasing like it's still publicity basically what i'm trying to say and i think it just brings more word of mouth and who knows i like it it brings it's just something different for the mcu sometimes when something like that and 
Yeah. And I will say that kind of just play devil's advocate to to Ben's comment there. No one know who no one yeah. knew who the hell the Eternals were. Everyone yeah, yeah. knows who Ant Man is. At, at well, they should know at this point. Everyone likes Paul yeah. Rudd. Jonathan Majors is probably on. He's probably on the, the actor on top of the world right now. Everyone's <laughs> excited to see where his career is going. So, a little bit of a difference there. But Ben, you also bring up a good point. Rotten Tomatoes does kind of sway in favor of whether you're going to go see a movie theater or not. Zach and I were just talking about like, unfortunately, my my theater has some seats have become open now because. Look, Monday the theater was full. Sitting here the day before the movie comes out, it's not looking that full anymore. So wow. it's it's just interesting. It's just it's just interesting. Now, before we go to our ad break, guys, please don't expect this movie to make two hundred plus million dollars. If you expect an Ant Man movie to make two hundred million dollars, just just don't expect that. Do not expect that for that kind of movie. This is not a Iron Man, Captain America, Avengers, Thor, nor Doctor Strange. It's going to do well. Plus, it's a holiday weekend, which I was just reminded of today, Ben. Like, I didn't realize Monday was President's Day. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah, either. it's got a four day weekend. This movie's going to do very, very well for Ant Man movie terms. Okay. So, just got to make sure you keep it in those confines. Like, the first Ant Man movie made like $57 million. The second one made 76 This one will make more, I think. So, don't go all, don't go on Instagram, guys. If you're, on you know Instagram, on Instagram, don't be going. Ah, MCU's done. That's a failure. You know, it didn't make a hundred million. It made ninety nine point nine. It's over. DC sweep. DC sweep. That's like yeah, yeah. Look, she was gonna make twenty million dollars over the weekend. So let's not even go there. All right, let's. <laughs> shit. But anyway, Ben, let's go ahead and take an ad break. And when we get back, we're gonna talk about the princess herself, Zoe Deutsch. All right. And we're back. Okay. Guys, <clears throat> we like doing actor actress retrospectives on this show. Then at the end of the show, we're gonna reveal the next couple of actor retrospectives we're gonna be doing. I've got Ooh. a surprise for you. One of them in there you're gonna like really like a lot. Oh, okay. Okay. So Make sure you guys stay for the, to the end of the episode. But we're getting ready to talk about Zoe Deutsch. Now, guys, I have a list of like really un- just underappreciated actors and actresses. One of those actresses, Ben, Michelle Monaghan, mm-hmm. very underrated. Shanley Woodley still does not get the credit she deserves. But who was I telling this to? I was talking about this with somebody. Is it you, Ben? <laughs> or was it you, Zach? Divergent killed her career. All right, that that it was me. I already know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that movie. I, I don't know it. It didn't kill her career, but it put a halt to her career for a little bit because that franchise did her no favors at all. It wasn't Divergent. It was a surgeon that killed her career. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, oh, god, that movie's <laughs> this is shit awful. Anyway, um. So you got Michelle Monaghan in there. You got you got you got you got uh, um, Woodley. Zoe Deutsch does not get the appreciation she deserves. And there's a couple movies on this list where I'm like, if you are still on the fence about her, I'm gonna point to the movies we're gonna talk about that when we get to them. I'll be like, watch this one, watch this one. Now, all the movies we have on here are not the greatest. And Ben and Zach are both saying something that I think should be mentioned here. 
some of her characters are kind of the same, but she plays them very well. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go through this list of 11 movies here. But I'm going to say, say this, guys, too. They're around the top. I think it's probably of the films here. I think oh, 2016, 2017, whatever, before I fall came out. That's when I really started paying attention to her career. Um, I don't know if she's going to reach that, like, actually, like, that, you know, like Margot Robbie, you know, not even Kira Knightley status, Ben. Yeah. But she is a high, high quality. And look, she's still young. I think she's still in her 20s. So her career is just getting started. Do not be mistaken. I like the trajectory her career is going, but do not be mistaken, guys. Zoe Deutsch is more than just a pretty face. Yes, she's a celebrity crush. I love her. But she is a very, very, and she's got a, a really good comedic sense of timing. She's got great comedic timing. Especially with Zombieland, which we're going to talk about later. Not to Zombieland, Buffaloed also. It's fucking phenomenal. I love that movie. But Zach, give us some of your just general impressions of Zoe Deutsch so far in her young career. Young, very young career. She is 28 years old. I just looked her up for it. Yeah, so. uh, thank you. Thank you. Wow, she's not too much older, older than I am. I'm only by a year. Yeah. Shit. So, put in the same realm. She's the same age as Mia Goth. So, Drop name. Okay. All right. Bring it back in, buddy. Bring it back in. (laughs) Um. So yeah, first impressions. Um, like we were saying, uh, as I was binging, because I honestly haven't seen a lot of these movies up until we're we're playing the episode. So catching up, um, I really started noticing her. You know, after Zombieland two, I really found her role funny in that, and we'll get into that like you were saying later. But it was Buffalo. I remember when you and me first started talking and like we talked about Buffalo and just how like that felt like a Wolf of Wall Street similar vibe type of thing. And she just that totally like just like, okay, I know who this person is now. She instantly made a name for herself for that role. So with that and catching up on her previous stuff, I found a flow that she kind of plays her the same characters and same acting tropes and stuff. And it's not her fault. It's just the scripts. So as we talk about these movies, it's gonna, you gotta see where it starts to improve where she becomes who she is today. And it is a great journey to watch. Um, and yeah, I, I realized I liked her later roles more than her earlier ones. And I'm just glad she's finally like breaking out of the shell of like the you know the teen vampire academy style. Um, we were talking about Fantastic Four before this. I honestly, this is my fan cast for Invisible Woman now. So I just think she'd be a great Sue Storm. So I am going to be the most annoying man on the planet if that <laughs> happens. Ben might not show up on the podcast ever again. <laughs> it just seemed right. I'm not trying to kiss Sasserod, but it just seems right. And uh, yeah, uh, as we get into her later career, it just gets better and better. And I think she's a force to be reckoned with as we get later on. Again, you're saying she's not like Margot Robbie level or anything, but I can eventually see her be- having a dramatic leading role down the line. For me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And like we said, her career is just getting started. She's only 28 exactly. years old. So. I can even see maybe like a TV show down the line or something where she breaks out with that. So that's just saying she needs that Jenna Ortega breakout. 
She it needs does. that scream. She needs that X. She needs something to really put the world on those. Like, hey, I'm not legit, but like, hey, I'm here. You yeah. know, she needs that. I feel like not just not just an independent darling, just something for monitor on like general. Hey, audience. You know, there's nothing wrong with that though, because there's plenty of great actors, actresses who just stick in that realm and they excel in it. And she's done a lot of independent stuff. But Ben, go ahead. Yep, I'm a lot like Zach on uh, my thoughts that. Uh, she has been good in these roles. A lot of yeah, like you're saying, independent and, and teen movies and stuff. Um, she's she's good in the roles, but sometimes it's similar characters and then scripts aren't the best. Uh, and uh, even other, I hate to say it, other actors around her maybe aren't the best either. But it, it kind of you can kind of tell because I think she's so good. Um, and as well, the later career uh, has been has been getting more stuff i like so excited to see uh yeah where she goes in the both are something there that i i really appreciate like the older she gets the better role she's choosing for herself the more she's challenging yeah. herself like a zombie yep. man like a buffalo sack like a not okay that's a very because that that role is an unlikable character and we're going to talk about that's the last one we're going to talk about that character is so fucking unlikable. It's insane, but she plays it so well. So I'm excited to talk about it in all these films, except for this first one, Vampire Academy. So um, the way we're going to do this, you guys know the drill already. Tier ranking, S, A, B, C, D, F. And uh, those, that is not the alphabet, kids. So do not try to learn the alphabet from us today. That's for another episode, Ben. We're going to go through the entire alphabet. Right. And each letter is someone you sent for, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> S is for Shailene Woodley. A is for Andre Armas. B is for well, thank Beyonce. God. But anyway, oh. we're gonna... <laughs> let's go ahead and get started, guys. Oh, God. <laughs> C is for, okay, I'm just kidding, but let's talk about Vampire Academy. Yes. Real quick, because this movie's terrible. I don't like this movie at all. Um, speaking of angsty teen, whatever, I don't know what the genre is that they're going for. Uh, ben, this is not a good movie. But this is an excellent zip movie. I mean, you've got Zoe Deutsch and Sarah Hyland in this movie. I mean, here we go. But uh, this movie's not good. This is not good. I, what, did this come out during the Twilight phase? You guys are more Twilight fans than I was, but I mean, I, it, I, I it came out like towards the last legs. It was 2014 when it came out. Okay. Team Edward. But anyway, so Zach, you want to take this one? I, I, I can't. Well, it's still fresh in my mind, unfortunately. Um, this is a horrible movie. This is an F tier. Um, literally one of the worst teen movies. I've seen a lot of teen movies, all right? I grew up in the era of teen YA adaptations, and this is easily the worst one I've ever seen. I started doing chores halfway through, so that should tell you enough. Within the first 10 minutes, I was just baffled of the editing and how fast the world building was. It was so fast, and like, and we're already at the school. I didn't get it. And I was just like, at least Twilight, there's a personality element. There's a 
comedic. You can gather your friends and watch and laugh at it. And like, there's some nice imagery. You got Robert Pattinson. You got actually great actors. Nothing against Zoe doing. Right, but, we're not, not going to talk about Twilight here. This is not the Twilight episode. Let's it's hard not to talk about it <laughs> when this movie is trying too hard to be the you know angsty teen version of it. And with that one being as angsty as you can get. <laughs> <laughs> this one just felt like it's trying to do the punk rock version of it. I don't fucking know. It was trash, man. It was bad. It was doo doo. And then the ending didn't make sense. Um, I it didn't make sense, but I saw it coming a mile away just from generic Mean Girl story tropes. Who the director of Mean Girls and Freaky Friday directed this one, and it did not the the tones did not mesh well. I heard the Peacock TV show of this is actually pretty decent. So yeah, Ben would not want you, Ben. I I Anna watched it. I sat in on a few episodes, and it, yeah. it is better quality. Yeah, just yeah. Better that. quality, see, and which isn't saying much, but <laughs> and really, this is the bottom of the barrel. Um, not a great start to her career, but no. you know, we we all have the her we, film they, career. Her film career. Film she was actually on TV. Uh, Sweet Life on Deck. Oh, ah, yes. Right. How could I miss that? I'm sorry. Right. Um, <laughs> Don't you forget that Emmy winning, <laughs> Emmy worthy performance there. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Quit being a Mr. Uh, Mosby. <laughs> <laughs> but this just wasn't a great start to her film career. Um, we all have the, they all start pretty bad and pretty rough, but this, this is the bottom of the barrel. And there's just no redeeming qualities. And I honestly do not know the plot of the movie. Like, <laughs> I really don't. I don't know the plot. I don't know what happened. There's she sees her sister's eyes. I don't know. <laughs> I see you, Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I won't watch Avatar now. Yeah, this sucked. This was doo doo. Don't even buy it if you find it on like the five dollar Walmart bin. <laughs> no, I actually did see this at the, at the Walmart bin one day. It was like really, really like deep in that bin. I was like, God damn. <laughs> no, I saw it because like you know how some the, the, the yeah. bit is visible, and I saw like the, at the bottom. And I was standing yeah. out like, oh, look at you down there. Where <laughs> dollars, huh? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but uh, Ben, anything else to add before we move on? I I agree that it is doo doo. Um, Great. Next, Anna read the books um, and and enjoyed the books and had me watch this. I mean, we watched it together one night, and uh, <laughs> yeah, she. I mean, as a as a kid and seeing you know the characters and stuff, she enjoyed it. She admitted how bad it was <laughs> watching it again uh, at at her age now, and I I think I had a few uh, drinks watching it, which is the only way to watch it at this point. Um, but yeah, I was. <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of having a little bit of fun just laughing at how bad it was and how quickly it rushes through. I forget, too, if she said it goes through several books or at least brings up plot points from several books. But it, it I mean, it's, for a whole series it's like crazy fast. Yes. Literally, the first I had to pause it to make sure the first 10 minutes are so fast. Yeah, there's no breathing room. There and really just, isn't. Yeah, and it the opens first to opening minutes of the Rise of Skywalker. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, 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 with the floating words too, right? Because it explains yeah. all the, the the whole world and the lore. Minutes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, 
Um, I see you put it on the F without me giving my score yet, but it would be an F for me. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I thought my explanation <laughs> of Jack's uh, 20 minute epil- uh, eulogy or whatever uh, there was, uh, his explanation was uh, pretty spot on. So we can. I'm explain. not done. There's one more thing I want to say. Okay, well, save the extended <laughs> cut. So we're going to move on now. Oh, that's right. You didn't talk. You didn't watch these next two movies, Zach. So you can go ahead um, and cook tomorrow's dinner. So, <laughs> that's funny. but Ben, you and I love this movie. Yeah, everybody wants them. Ben, this is the definition of just a no plot hangout movie. Hang there up, is no yeah. plot to this movie at all. But that's okay because this movie is fucking incredible. Uh, but this is. Supposed to be a quote unquote spiritual successor to Days and Confused. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to the movie once, by the way, Ben. Days and Confused. I don't know if you've seen it more than once. I've uh, seen both but, once. Okay, yeah. So I haven't seen Days and Confused in a long, long time. But you actually recommended this movie to me a couple of years ago. Um, they uh, everybody wants. I'm like, you gotta check it out. You gotta watch it. I was like, okay, all right. it's link later. Sure, I'll watch it. I guess Jan. Yeah, man. This movie was so much fun. And I gotta tell you, dude, when they go to that little uh, disco bar, I want to yeah. start getting up and dancing. I was like, yeah. I was like, no one dances like this anymore, but I don't give a shit. Everyone like dancing like in the fucking 80s. I was like, yeah, good old fucking time. And it, it, it's just a, it, but here's the thing too, Ben. Like, it's a fun time. They're getting like college shenanigans, but there's some deep conversations every now and then they're having too. Yeah. Like, this is the movie. That also with its cast, Ben, they I didn't realize it at first. I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of like recognizable faces in this movie. Glenn Powell's in this movie. Uh what's the the guy that's playing Superman right now? Tyler, what's what's his face? Hecklin. Hecklin. Hanslin. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wyatt Russell, who's probably my MVP (laughs) of this movie. So freaking good at this. And then you know the main character, but I was like, where do I know him from? He was the brother in The Edge of 17. Uh, he played Haley, Seinfeld, Haley Seinfeld's brother in that. Mm, movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's right. On. He just has such a, such a likable presence, but they're all douchebags. They're baseball players, they're jocks. And they per- Linklater portrays them so jocks so freaking well. I love it. And I, man, I don't know what else to say, man. So I'm going to. I'm gonna let you take this one over. This is a, a S tier movie for me because I have no flaws. And it's a movie about nothing. It's serious, just jocks hanging out, trying to get tail, dancing, getting drunk. <laughs> but it's done in such a way where I was like, I still got some stuff away from that movie too. So, mm-hmm. and I love kind of like the last shot, like them going to class and falling asleep. I was like, this is just perfect, <laughs> yeah. perfect ending. So, yeah, S tier for me. I I love it. Uh, well, there's not a whole lot of, more for me to add, which is no, weird to say. It's a movie but, about I mean, nothing. It's, yeah, it's really, it's Seinfeld, the movie. Um, but yeah, no, it's... That's a, that's a good, that's a good, yeah. I like that. That was good. A plus, plus, plus. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, the, the what you said, the ultimate hangout movie, it, it really is. Um, yeah, there there is some good conversations once in a while and, and stuff that'll stick out. But uh, yeah, just these kids having fun and uh good last fun times together it's it's good and then the the cast was the other thing i was going to bring up 
but it's it's cool now looking back because uh, this came out you know several years ago of course where where several of their careers have gone so and and are still going so um always like role too she's like she's not in it a lot right but she's she becomes more important towards the latter half of the movie yeah when um let me get this guy's name oh yeah blake jenner and uh and Zoe, those they start to uh, you know conversing and talking, and he actually like makes attempts to kind of woo her and everything. So, we supposed to say that woo her? I don't know. <laughs> oh, very think later when you say. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, I, I, I yeah. like the chemistry though. They have really good chemistry together. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, yeah, for me it's an S. That I, I really, I really do. I just it's just a fun time. Mm-hmm. It really is. I have no complaints. Uh, for me personally, I had it at A, not quite at an S tier, but I mean, I, I don't, okay. Yeah, I'll put it at the A. I don't really have any complaints either. No, like, like you just think about, like, what's the complaint about? Yep. (laughs) I think there may be one too many characters, Ben. I think, I don't think all the characters get a ton of shine, but they each have their own different personality, which I love too. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about good kids. Oh boy. Not as bad as Vampire County, Ben, but it's not, <laughs> not a good movie. Um, this is uh, once again, Ben, another one of those. We graduated. Oh, we haven't partied with the cool kids. I'm getting into school. Let's go out and have a last hurrah. But what I will say, Ben, what makes this movie kind of stand out a little bit more than some of the other ones that we've seen, I like the chemistry between our leads. All the leads have solid chemistry. I just don't like the movie they're in. Like, <laughs> it's so fucking juvenile and annoying. And yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's. I probably would have given this movie a higher grade if I was in high school. Yep. But I'm 27 years old now, and I'm like, eh, it's eh, okay. It it's. Eh. And it, it's supposed to be like American Pie because it's actually from the producer who did American Pie. But oh, okay. what American Pie is, and why I love this movie so much is that movie. Those movies have heart to them, at least. They have a lot more likable characters. Sure, the shenanigans they get themselves into are still juvenile and kind of like okay, really. But characters, heart, and the stuff and the humor, like the actual humor, that the jokes are actually funny. We're here, it's just like. <laughs> actually funny yeah really so this is a d tier movie for me ben personally but you know i mean it's a movie called good kids i don't know what you're gonna expect from that movie but what you got uh i interestingly i think i liked it a little more than you um but it it was a rocky road watching this one Mm -hmm. it was immediately i was like this is a, a bad version of book smart um, really, like you were alluding really, to, really, really bad for <laughs> yeah. super bad for that matter. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was mostly not funny, and I like <laughs> juvenile situations. I like you said that. Um, yeah, there's just like weird, weird, crazy stuff they get into that I'm like, this is doesn't seem realistic at all. Every now and then, I got a hint at at the like you're saying the the chemistry. You know, working between the the it's like four main leads, um, or four main characters, I guess. And there there were some funny jokes and stuff between them, but 
uh, most of the time it wasn't good. And then, yeah, at the at at the end, there's a little fun to be had at the end that little uh, fight scene. But uh, yeah, but then ultimately, I was like, well, that wasn't as as fun or, or funny as it could have been. So it's memorable. I like forgot right. about it. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I feel like there's a little little spark of potential <laughs> in there, but it's not. It's not memorable. And no, uh, you know what? I'm glad you list. said that. If this was made by Olivia Wilde or someone more competent, yeah. this would have been maybe even a B tier, like you know, kind of a fun little you know comedy you could put in every now and then. You know, yeah, yeah. But I just I was expecting more. But like I said, the leads kind of keep this movie together for me, and the the ending was very sentimental. I like the ending. I you know when they all depart, go their separate ways, and yeah, stuff. yeah. That was that was sweet. Yep. Um, I, I, I throughout the film, I like just them hanging out, kind of talking about like you know, just not getting in those juvenile situations. <laughs> yeah. Um, like the stuff with the, on the tennis courts, but I'm like, what? 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 Tennis courts? It, what, what it, it was it was weird. Yeah. Like, the whole subplot about him sleeping with the, you know, one of his uh, uh not not what, 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 what do you call that? <laughs> Because he's not really a student, because he's like right <laughs> the tennis moms. Yeah, sleep, yeah, there we go. Sleep with the tennis moms. I'm like country club. Really? Yeah, I'm like I don't know. So I'll, I keep putting this on the C tier. We'll put on the C tier. It's, it's uh, okay. Yeah, you you seem to drill a bit more than I did. So yeah, and let's talk about a movie. This is one of those movies, guys, where I'm like, if you want to know how good of an actress Zoe Deutsch is, this is one of those movies you have to watch, and then. I'm gonna make you happy. It's like I've actually had this one for a while. Mm. I even had the Blu-ray of it. Oh wow! I even had the Blu-ray. Cool. The nice Blu-ray. Before I fall. One of her better movies. Zach, you've been quiet for about 20 minutes. <laughs> so keep yourself that I'm just getting. Go ahead and talk about Before I Fall. Uh, I, I took a good nap. <laughs> we are you weren't on me for that long damn it <laughs> um yeah this goes back to the kind of vampire academy where it kind of falls into the young adult uh like it's a young adult book to movie so it's, it's around that era of movies that comes okay, out I'm like, about to say don't you dare compare <laughs> to the vampire <laughs> no, just is, like that movie this is adapted <laughs> from a book yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is the best picture compared to vampire academy um <laughs> So, this was the first one I watched when you told me about this. Um, when we were playing it, this was gonna be the first the first one I watched out of it because it was on Netflix, and I'm glad I did. I finally glad I finally got to watch it. I had no idea what the plot was, don't know anything at first. I'm like, okay, I was rolling my eyes because it felt like the t- typical teenage thing. Honestly, remind me of Wish Upon at first, just how corny it looked and everything. So I'm like, oh god, here we go, and then uh. Then the switch happens, and then something, something happens. And I'm like, okay, a little interesting, but then I start rolling my eyes again because, like, oh god, here it's like Happy Death Day. It's gonna be like, oh, Groundhog Day, same thing. But then it becomes, it gets a lot better because of Zoe's performance and Zoe's care for the role of trying to find out. Like, it it beats the cliche of like freaking out about it and everything she kind of comes accustomed to what's going on and tries her best to like not take her life for granted and find on those 
on that day like what happened what how she is who does she surround herself with uh heather Slo- i think it's heather slonge i think that's the or slounge i forgot to pronounce oh the, the, the blonde the, their best friend your best friend yeah yeah i got halston sage there we go. <laughs> totally butchered. Um, yeah, where'd you get Heather the, from? <laughs> or, or Slounge. <laughs> it's a basic white girl name. I don't know. Um, she was in the video game The Query. So I, that's how I kind of like recognized her from. So I'm like, the Quarry? Oh, okay. The Quarry. Yeah. <laughs> you been? Stop. Anyway. Sorry. Back to Zoe Deuce. Um, yeah. Um, Deutsch. Whatever. <laughs> Um, time for Zach to go bed, bed. Time <laughs> <laughs> for bedtime, man. Um, but yeah, so I recognized her and like how she surrounds herself with her friends and stuff, and all the life lessons, blah blah. If you showed this to a teenager, I think it'd be a great watch. Uh, or I just don't laugh. <laughs> no, you just like um, blah 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 blah. This movie, blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, get to the good part. Um, I it, it definitely is a great watch if you're a teenager and stuff. Um. I feel like if I watched this when I was a teenager, I probably would have liked it a little bit more and probably like just falling head over heels for Zoe Deutsch more. But as a Rod put it, as a 27 year old man, I kind of just like moved along. Uh, but on first the, the, the watch, grumpy critic in you kind of came out. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm a man now. Um, yeah. I, I watch cinema. <laughs> <laughs> like Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I put it in the B tier. It's a solid movie, kind of forgettable once it's over with, but and like your day goes on. But as far as like Groundhog Day scenarios, it's not a bad one. It messes with the concept a little to make a life lesson. And uh, the ending kind of pissed me off a little, though. It kind of just anticlimactic and like I get it, but also why. Uh, very much a YA young adult adaptation uh, ending, but other than that, it's better than If I Stay with Chloe Moretz, so I'll give it that. Oh, God. Sweet all Jesus. those type of movies. So it's definitely a B, and it, it, you start to see the pattern. You start to see the range that Zoe Deutsch has growing into. why I like this movie so much. This is where you really start to see, like, holy shit, she's a really good fucking actress. Exactly. Ben, I did say I love this movie. I do. I really, I, I, I really do enjoy this movie. However, there are some things in this movie that I just hate. Mm-hmm. Like, I like really, really do hate. One of them, I do not believe she could be friends with any. Like these girls are terrible, terrible exactly people. The worst of the worst. I'm like, why are you friends with these people? They are a bunch of gaslighters. I'm like, your <laughs> yeah. friends are awful. And when they're terrorizing that girl, she's like trying to fit in, like, yeah, psycho. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what's yeah. happening here? I don't like that. Zach already said it. I'm going to say it too. And it, I think it's probably the biggest problem in the movie. The ending is awful. Yeah. An awful, awful ending. No, awful you message. Save, oh, you saved me. So, in order to save yourself, you have to kill, you have to sacrifice your life. What? 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 I can't. I, oh, I just gave away the end of the movie. I'm sorry. I, whoops. My bad. But you might have that part out. I don't know. I, the ending pisses me off into no end. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes through this big change only to die later. It, it's almost kind of like, so why did I watch the movie? Right. So that I hate. 
there are some really, really cringy moments in this movie. Like, I, and most of it has to do with the beginning, like the first. You know what, Zach? You might, I think maybe up until the accident, it's a little cringy to start. Before the plot really kicks in, it's like the high school stuff here. It's like, oh, God. Ooh, ooh. Like the boyfriend. So I'm like, why are yeah. you why are you dating this fucking loser? <laughs> and then the the quiet kid that kind of likes her. It's just like, oh, but we grew up together. It was such a cliche. It really was a cliche. But you know what, though? It was a cliche, but I like where it ended with them. I did like where it ended yeah. with them. Yeah. My favorite stuff in this movie is like the stuff around her family. Like when she's hanging out with her sister, I love those scenes. When she's hanging out with her, like the dinner scene, when all this having family dinner, like this is like more of this. Why do I have to keep going back to this awful party filled with awful people? Yeah, my mind, you know, I heard it's going to be a character later. Yeah, I might go to the party later. Shut the fuck up, fucking Twilight loving motherfucker. Like, God, just. Then the high schoolers here are just so fucking annoying. I swear to God. Talk about teenage ants, teenage angst, just way, just, ugh. But I promise I still like this movie because the quieter <laughs> moments here are still really fucking good. And like Zach said earlier, she does her damnedest. And I give her all the applause for elevating the material because she does have an arc. And I enjoyed the arc. But you you guys also hinted at it too. If I was 16, 17 seeing this in theaters, I would have loved it a whole lot more. So I'm with you, Zach. It's a solid B tier movie. But I got, I'm not gonna lie. I, I actually like watch it like maybe once a year because it's just it's a it's a nice little movie, and I like the tone. It's it's a little more more darker than I expected it to be. But the issues aside, I can't put it like on the A tier or S tier because there's just some rough rough stuff. And the soundtrack too. I was like, what's what's wrong with the soundtrack? This is not a good soundtrack. I don't like this. It's very much 2015, 2016 indie music soundtrack. Sweet Jesus. And this actually was a Sundance film, I believe, actually. I think this premiered at Sundance the before it went out to a wider audience. So a mixed bag, Zach, but I the positives still outweigh the negatives. And a lot of those positives have to do with Zoe Deutsch and those quieter moments when she's actually with her family. But the blonde, I, I always forget her name. I <laughs> There's a scene between the two of them. It's very brief. Which is like, you know, you're beautiful. You're all this stuff. And I was like, why couldn't we have more shit like this in the movie? It's stuff like this. Like, okay, now I can believe your friends. I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, go ahead, Ben. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm glad uh you're pointing out all these negatives because they they really affected my uh experience with this one. I do I will praise Zoe Deutsch for um like you're saying, you know, kind of early in her career still and it was really good performance and she elevates the material like you said, Rod. Um but just everything else <laughs> really got to me and made this a hard watch. Um so I yeah, I liked it. I think even well, yeah, definitely less than you did. Um, you brought up that that ending that just still baffles me. Um, which are, I I looked up. I, I'm pretty sure it was a little different in the book, but I don't remember what the book ending was either. I, dude, I didn't even bother the first time I saw it. So I was like, I don't even care. This, I, I feel like a waste. I I swear I still like this movie, guys, but I feel like the the whole ending was just like, why did I watch this? So. So you did say you, you you saw the book ending though. Yeah. You read the book ending. Was it what was it? 
Does she live? Well, no, I, I don't remember. I, but I just think I oh, think okay. it was I think it was different. I think they took liberties uh, with the movie, but I think I remember reading that it was better uh, in the book. There is no sunlight in this movie either. <laughs> no sunlight. This dark and dreary. Was Batman? Shit. The Twilight effect. Yep. Very good point, Zach. Very good point. I'm sorry, Ben. Go ahead. Um, no, there. that's there. fine. Um, the yeah, just the the whole time loop thing. And I know I always, you know, Groundhog Day is one of my favorites, so I hold that up. And time loop, you got to do different things with it. I had but, no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I should mention that more often. Um, but I don't. I didn't really like that she was just kind of like, huh? Okay, this is the way it is. I, I wanted a scene or two. Uh, maybe it is cliche, but uh, a scene of two of her like realizing what's going on but it just <laughs> seemed like she kind of like her, her character kind of slept walk through it a little bit and was like all right let's see what happens well i think i would have i, I agree i would have agreed with you more but i think those scenes with her family kind mm-hmm. of put that little complaint away from me because i think it's those moments with her sister and her mom and dad I was like okay because like the last before the actual ending Mm-hmm. When it's actually her last day, I was enjoying that stuff. But then the party happened and she goes and runs after her and all that stuff. But leading yeah. up to that, I was really, really enjoying it. Um, you know, it's uh, kind of like enjoying the day and stuff. But then I was like, oh, wait, she's going to do the thing. I really don't. Oh, yeah. The thing. Okay. Uh, it's, it's mo- yeah, most of that day, I agree. But even like you're saying, how bad her friends are, Awful. she kind of she gives them compliments and stuff the last day and like oh we you know we are true friends we gotta stay together and i was like no i don't i don't think so you're still horrible people <laughs> yeah and not that she had to call them well no it, it would have been fine if she called them out actually but yeah i don't well, know she so, did call them out in one of the timelines yeah but not the one that <laughs> yeah not the, not the last <laughs> the one yeah yeah so yeah that was weird to me so anyway not to i could harp on this one for a while but um the darkest timeline, Ben. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, uh, she realizes a little too late in the movie to me where she goes, oh, maybe I should be nice to people and, and help people. Maybe that's why I'm in this time it's loop. Like an hour and 15, 20 minutes. Like, yeah. I was like, what? What are we doing here? So, yeah, this is. I mean, this was a, a C. Zach and I gave it a B. You both said B. Okay. All right. But you know what though? I, I don't think neither of us would disagree with you because I, I I feel like we all share very similar complaints about this movie. Yeah. Um but like you said, Zach, there are worse time loop movies. You know, so this isn't the worst one. God, why did you have to mention if I stay? That movie's just so fucking awful. Jesus Christ. Ugh. Because I'm looking at the book right now because Kara really loves the books from back then. Right, right, Kara. Yes, yes. Yeah. Right, Kara really so loves looking, the books. So I literally looked up and saw that. I was like, oh, yeah. It reminds me of that. Let's get to maybe the weirdest movie on this list. Um, <laughs> you think? I warned you, Zach. I tried to warn you, man. I, I... I'm still baffled. <laughs> really just... All right, so look. The opening like five seconds of this movie is Zoe Deutsch, who is in high school, 
is giving a blowjob to a cop. A full grown man. Full grown man. Yeah. Um, this is an indie film if there ever was one. I you know what's even more like just weirder than that? Like the relationship she has with her mom is just weird to me. And I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> Why are we cuddling in bed all of a sudden? What is what's what's going on? It may be cringe. Very, very cringe. Mainly, it's not like because their relationship, it's just like her trying to be a cool mom. It just like it just feels cheesy. There's a lot of losers characters, not the actors. <laughs> the characters, there's a lot of losers. Even Adam Scott's a fucking loser in this movie. <laughs> ben, I don't know where to start with this one. I will say this. Zoe was trying something different with this, and I appreciate her trying something different. It didn't always work. I I don't even know the arc of her character in this film, to be completely honest with you guys. Not to treat her brother like shit, I guess. I I don't know. Exactly, Ben. You're still trying to find <laughs> yep. maybe Dora the Explorer can help us try to <laughs> find an answer. Still don't know. I don't know. Zach, do you, do you, what, 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 what kind of arc do you think she had in this? Because I, I, I've watched this movie now twice, and I'm like, I'm still just baffled at some of the decisions uh, and choices here. So, uh, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the person with the arc is actually her stepbrother. I do want to ask you guys this question, and we're going to go into spoilers on this one. Do we think Adam Scott did what the care what he said he did? I don't fully know. Because I, I lean both ways. I think he, I think he, like, what he said, where he did it to, like, girls, but not to boys. So I think that's true. Because he, how he got so defensive about it, it's just like, mm-hmm. well, I don't know. It, just, it was very, like, it's very weird. That whole entire switch where that scene happens, and, like, I knew he was dead. Like, I knew they killed him somehow by accident maybe it was overdose i didn't expect like the um the uh eiffel tower being like stabbed into him that was a twist i wasn't expecting um but yeah it's uh it's a movie there's there's a character there's acting in it good acting uh those last 30 minutes man are just some of the most weirdest so fucking bizarre out of left field total change yep Literally, like if people think we're exaggerating on to- on like tone change or movie change, like no, this is a completely like different freaking movie. It makes it it, it goes off the walls, and I I don't buy it one bit. No, it's very much movie. Here's the thing: like I was enjoying it still, right? I was still enjoying because I you know this film takes risks, and Zoe's performance was something different that she hadn't done before. But the fun, like the final product, Ben and Zach, is just not. It, it wasn't a good final product. And I think I gave like a three, three and a half on Letterbox. I can't remember what I gave it. I, 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 I stick with it because the performances, all bizarre, are still good. And I did like the chemistry between her and the her brother up until you know, it came Body and Clyde all of a sudden. <laughs> I, I'm gonna give it a C. I don't 
I don't dislike this movie. Like I, I like it because it takes risks, but just because the movie takes risks doesn't mean it's a good movie. Um, I have issues with it, but I can't say I hate it. So I, that's why I give it a C. I, I can't give it like a glowing review though. Like I can't recommend people see it. If you're a fan of the actress, yeah, I'll say go ahead, go ahead and watch it. Don't come looking for me afterwards though, because I'm gonna I'll be gone. But uh, go ahead, Ben. What are your thoughts on Flower? I don't yeah, know why the fuck it's called Flower in the first place? I I, yeah, there's a lot of question marks around this one. Yeah, it's. I mean, like you're saying, it's unique. So I was at least interested. You know, the bizarre. whole time. I said bizarre, not unique. Well, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uniquely bizarre. There you go. Bizarre. Um. But yeah, I was at least interested, and it's it's very you know they they know what they're doing with the characters and everything. But yeah, it, it is really weird. Also about the ending, I feel like there's very little consequences for what went down. <laughs> um, I was gonna say something. I'm not gonna say it though. You know, I'm gonna say it. white privilege at its finest here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. Yep. So, so I know I'm saying that in front of two white guys. But I don't care. White privilege <laughs> at its finest. It's go an ahead. indie movie. So what do you expect? Uh, yeah, I... <laughs> right. All right. All right. Okay. Um. So yeah, y'all, y'all covered a lot that I agree with, though. But I mean, it's uh, kind of weird, unique enough that I would, I would agree with having it at a, at a C. That's right. Well. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's weird. I, I don't know if I ever watch it. Like again, after right. this episode, <laughs> right? I didn't hate it. <laughs> yep. There's a few funny interactions. The 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 best, like you said, between her and the and the uh, stepbrother. Mm-hmm. A few times I chuckled. Was... Like there's a scene very early on when they're at dinner and he has a panic attack and he goes outside and she like she goes to comfort. I'm like, oh, this is this is really. Oh, she's offering him a blowjob. Okay, no, nope, yeah. we're not here. Yeah. Okay, that was shortly lived. Okay. Zach, anything else you want to add? Uh, this one really set the groundwork for her future roles. I think on mm-hmm. how she acts as like someone she is really good now at playing someone you do not root for that you that for some reason <laughs> she's a wonderful actress but she she started playing roles that you just don't like you don't like her character and especially the later ones um i i think that that's that's a big swing you know make a career out of that and or taking roles on that but it is besides the last like was it 20 minutes 30 minutes um there are still elements the entire third act let's just say that (laughs) i did love i love katherine hahn's performance especially towards the end when she like goes off on her even though that was short-lived towards the very end where it's just like kind of like slap on the wrist like don't do that again and don't go kill somebody again um yeah it's a it was just very weird, but I did like that part. Um, that there was some stuff that made me laugh. There was some, I was just very intrigued, even though the in the last act is pretty bad on like a, a storytelling process, um, or aspect. It very much kept me intrigued. I was like, okay, what the hell is this going to go to? And mm-hmm. at least that's something to be praised about, good or bad. Um, and yeah, the last five minutes are atrocious, and I freaking hate it the more I thought about it. So I'm going to put in the C as well. Um, really, Zoe saves this movie so much, and Catherine Hahn as well. 
I don't like the guy who plays his stepbrother. For some reason, he just annoyed me. And, like, his reactions felt... So, I'm not going to say anything bad about him, because he actually did pass away last year. Oh, shit, now I feel bad. (laughs) So, that's why I was trying to interrupt as quickly as I could, because I was like, yeah, he did pass away last year. What? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Acting-wise, though, he's still overreacting. I'm sorry, he's still overreacting. You know, I got it's a performance. No, 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 I I agree. I agree. (laughs) Yeah, and, I don't know, there's just certain elements with the movie that just felt weird and stuff and felt trying too much to be quirky like her drawing penises and stuff like, all right, we, <laughs> yeah all that joke in 2007 was super bad all right it's it's not funny anymore and yeah all right i swear i like his hackers a lot guys <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there actually we're gonna start right here this is a movie i really really enjoyed even though it has some tonal inconsistencies jesus christ the year of spectacular men. I mean, these men are anything but spectacular, but uh, <laughs> we're going to get to that a little bit later. This is, uh, this is, a, I don't, I, I can't even classify this as like a rom com. It's not really a rom com. It's more like a dramedy. It's a straight up dramedy. Cause like you said, Zach, before we start recording, there's a bit of a tonal switch to the third act. It becomes a lot more serious and less kind of, you know, jokey with the comedy now and everything. But what I love about this movie, Ben, mm-hmm. stars as the, the, the George sisters, directed by their mom. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, thought that, I thought that was pretty cool. And I think she actually does a pretty good job directing this movie and directing her daughters. Obviously, she has an advantage because of her daughters, so she knows their strengths and weaknesses. But there's a sweetness to this movie that I liked a lot. And when this film focuses on the sisters and the family drama, I actually like more than when Madeline Deutsch was characters focusing on the men. Like, this movie really is about her. Zoe Deutsch is kind of like a secondary character. This movie is really about Madeline and kind of the journey she's going on, literally, but the whole year, you know, just trying to like date different men and focusing on herself and, you know, work and all that. I just think there's a lot, there's a lot going on here. And that kind of goes with my tonal inconsistencies because like there's this thing with the care of the character's dad and how he committed suicide, and then the mom is dating somebody, and you know, Zoe George's boyfriend, you know, they got that whole thing going on, and Zoe George's character is an actress, and got all that going on, and Madeline Deutsch. There's a lot going on, and it all doesn't not all of it is fulfilling. But I love the journey Madeline goes on and I like where she ends up. I'm glad guys and then go with the stereotypical like, oh, I found the guy and we live happily ever. Like, I'm glad she's still searching. She's still finding herself, right? I kind of like the, how the movie ended on that note. Usually sometimes been like movies that end like that. I'm like, okay, what was the point? She's still finding herself. What the hell? Mm-hmm. But for this particular movie, it worked. Uh, all the performances are great. When I first watched the movie, Ben, the, the character that plays the way George's boyfriend, I was like, that's the guy from Victorious. I was like, huh, okay. The Nickelodeon show. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, I know. You're, you're, you're too good for Nickelodeon, but I understand. I, yeah, I didn't watch that show. Okay. Anyway, don't worry. You didn't miss much. That show was weird. That that show's like flower, but for teenagers. Um, but yeah, so yeah, The Year of Decorum, it's a really sweet little indie film. For me personally, it's like a high B, low A tier for me so i don't know there's no tier for that but you know it's 
it's a very sweet film in my opinion um of all the guys she dated too i think i was telling you this that like the first guy she dated was my favorite that was the one i was like i see a future here for okay you told him to go do the thing while he's on tour okay that's that's nice so a lot going on some tonal inconsistencies but the performances are outstanding i love the journey Melon, which is incredible. I think she kind of actually upsteeps her sister in some scenes. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a solid. I'm gonna go A. I actually like this movie quite a bit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go low A on this one. Uh, go ahead then. Uh, unfortunately, I do not like this movie quite a bit. Okay, yeah, go ahead. What are your thoughts on the year? I'm just kidding. Go ahead then. The <laughs> the year spectacular mid. Um, I I like the family aspect like you were saying that it's a it's a family production and everything um but and matt maddie's good i don't know if i don't think i've seen her in anything else because she hasn't really been a whole lot okay um i called her maddie her name's madeline i don't know her like that first name basis sorry that's just what i have written down in my notes um there the usually i feel like i'd like movies like this kind of coming of age um finding yourself like you said but i i don't know it was a little too much and there's narration too at right in the points that i didn't really (laughs) like Uh, i feel like just kind of pick you know narration or not um the the pacing was really odd because there i feel like there was like awkward funny scenes but i feel like they were just kind of forced in there to add some levity between more serious conversations. No, I agree with you. The humor here, a lot of it felt a little forced, like a little too much. Like, okay, we didn't really need that. That wasn't that yeah. was funny. That was just not necessary. So I agree with you on that front. And even one scene when she's Madeline's talking to someone on the steps, I think that even like the music changes halfway during their conversation to change the the mood. <laughs> and that like stuff like that kind of irks me. Um copyright. They had to change it. Copyright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, the 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 journey's good. There are, like you're saying, in the second half, second yeah, second half of the movie. There's there's some good dramatic scenes and some some changes I wasn't expecting. But I don't know. Ultimately, it didn't it didn't really hit me the way I kind of hoped it would, and it, it doesn't really stick with me with her journey. Oh, and the other thing, and it's a little nitpick, but. Uh, when people, I, I don't know, I haven't lived in New York or wherever they are, but for people to yell on their phone in a third story building and people on the street can hear them so easily. And it happens to be the ex-boy. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I feel like there could have been a little cleaner. Way My to do least that, but... favorite character in that entire movie is the her first ex-boyfriend. I was like, Jesus yeah. Christ, go away, dude. Please. Yeah, really. I hope you're back. Okay. Why? Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, uh, interesting choices like that that I didn't really like. So okay, I just little B tier. I actually, I, I yeah, I try to forget that yep. <laughs> that side character. You maybe remember him. So yeah, B tier, strong B though, very strong B. Okay, well, for me personally, um, uh, it was kind of even like lower than flower for me, but I, I guess I'll just stick with low C. Yeah. We'll see where what is flower Jeez, where Zach flower. says. No, we're not, we're not gonna we're not gonna go because I I don't know I I know what Zach's gonna say so we're just gonna let's talk about set it up guys let's let's talk about that 
It's a high C. And not the McDonald's drink. <laughs> McDonald's. High C is not a McDonald's brand drink. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that. I'm just saying. I always see a McDonald's. Um, yeah. It's a high C. Uh, I agree with a lot what Ben said. This is a, but for me, this is a very much a millennial's wet dream. Uh, <laughs> it's very much a millennial's like just, yep, I want to go travel. I want to go do this. Let's go do this. I have no responsibilities. You gotta sleep have, in. I would sleep in for so many months and live off my sister's income. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have been laughing that a lot. Um, but yeah, is this why I kept gathering? But there is some charm to it. Um, I appreciate the X Files stuff because I'm also a big X Files fan, so I found that pretty funny. Um, I uh, Zoe's really good in this one to me, especially the last bit or like the last half with uh, with the, there's some drama and conflict that happens, and her like acting was really spot on and great. Uh, and then towards the other last segment, there's another revelation that's revealed um, that randomly makes the movie into a drama, like a heavy drama. It's uh, it, it just like just the tones were just all over the place. You didn't know if you want to be a comedy, didn't know if you want to be like a rom com or yeah. just like a Bridget Jones diary type of thing. It mm-hmm. just wanted to be that's a probably really good comparison, but it just. It wanted to be like so many things, and it just didn't mesh well. Uh, Matt, who is it, Madeline or Maddie? Who, who was her name? I think Madeline. Yeah, it's Madeline. Madeline. Yeah, they, they don't call her Maddie. Y'all, y'all know her like that. <laughs> My bad. She's not that great of acting. I, I'm sorry. I didn't buy a lot of her scenes. Uh, it felt very wooden, and compared to Zoe, it just didn't mesh. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I it felt off. I like seeing a uh, dude in there from Star Wars. <laughs> Cameron Monahan. <laughs> yeah, the Joker. I like seeing him. Uh, the guy from yeah, Shameless is what he's most known for. But yeah, uh, let's bad. go. Let's go. Let's go with the uh, the dude from Gotham. Star Wars. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, well, he did play the Joker, so yeah. um, anyways, uh, that's debatable. Uh, so. <laughs> Very much a high C for me. It just, it didn't, like, the more I thought about it, the more I forgot about it, honestly. I, I literally just saw it yesterday, in the like, yesterday morning, and I don't know. I, I'm kind of over the coming age millennial crap. I'm not going to lie. As I get older myself, it's kind of, like, not my thing anymore. And this one just didn't work for me. I'd rather watch How to Be Single, honestly. At least that one. <laughs> I mean, hey, guys, I mean, that's, that's completely fine. <laughs> it, this is a great comparison to how to be single it, it's a very much a similar vibe and like it i don't know it, that one took itself way more like the tone was very more consistent this one is just like all men are horrible kind of thing and just like i get it that's the concept and i get she has a bad like relationship thing but well all men are horrible zach we're all terrible that, we are we all are i'm not gonna lie there but it just like <laughs> I don't know. It just didn't mesh well for me. So I would say a high C. I think it's like saying high C. That's why you're putting on the on the C tier. I think it's like saying high C a lot. Yeah, just a high C. You know, just a good fresh high C. Ben, I swear, I really like this actress. Okay. <laughs> uh huh. Sure. Honestly, though, the next move, all the movies we're about to talk about, they're like all top tier to me. 
I like well, the... this is where I think this is even though I think before I fall is like a movie you should watch just to see how great of an actress she is. This is where I think her career started to go to at least escalate, right? Um, where she started choosing better projects, even though set it up is very similar to spectacular men in terms of like genre. But in terms of rom com, is bad because you know I'm a rom com guy. I'm a sucker for a good rom com. Really? I, I know you had no idea. Oh, okay. Shut up, Zach. Don't say anything. So, exactly. I saw you. I saw you take yourself off of here. I see you. I see you. Yeah, that's right. Just go drink your high seat from McDonald's. For a rom com, Ben, it's terrible. <laughs> that it wasn't longer. I love this movie. Oh. This is wonderful. A wonderful little movie. You see? I caught you off guard there. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Gotcha. Yeah. I still got one or two tricks up my sleeve. No sleeves today. But anyway. Yeah, fun movie. And for Netflix standards, especially, like Jesus Christ. I'll give you that, yeah. I I mean Bravo Netflix. Bravo. Well, well done. They have one in them every year, Ben. They have one of them every year where they're just like, no, we're gonna be a good studio. We're gonna be we're gonna be good and put out a good movie. Unfortunately, this falls into the same conventions as most other rom-coms do, and I found the ending to be very cheesy and very like, really, we're going to do this. However, however, chemistry saves this movie. Not just with our two leads, but I love Tate Diggs. Tate Diggs is really, really good in this movie. I, I He brings some really good comedic relief to this film. Uh, Lucy Lou was great. Deck, you mentioned like you know Zoe Dutch, Lucy Lou. I don't know how I, I see why I like it so much. I was like, yeah, Zoe Dutch is great. Um, Lucy Lou was okay. I didn't love her in this. She was all right. She's playing your typical like angry boss, like you know, love sucks. You know, I, fine. Pete Davidson playing a gay man. I don't know why that bothered me in this movie for whatever reason. I, I don't want. I don't know that it was it's because it's Pete Davidson. <laughs> Probably. I, I just didn't buy it. I was like, I, I thought this is more insulting than anything else. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how I felt. I was like, eh, yeah, okay. But Glenn Powell, Ben, and Zoe Deutsch have amazing chemistry. I love them when they're just going bickering, you know, bantering back and forth. When they're helping, you know, Tay Diggs do a science fair project, when they're just doing that, and just, just talking, conversing, just walking the streets in New York, when they're going to a Yankees game, stuff like that. They have wonderful, sweet little chemistry. It's a very, it's a sweet B movie. It's nothing that, you know, can change the game with rom coms. It's no when Harry met Sally. Not even close. But it's a good little movie. Turn on Netflix. Like, it's a good day movie, Ben. It's a really sweet date movie. Mm-hmm. Zach, you can go and go next. This is not a high C. This is a high B. Um, I really, really love this movie. As like, I'm gonna go like, now. That little high C, high B comment. I, I, that was just. Uh, I don't know what the hell that was. That was too much. <laughs> yeah, canceled. 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 Oh, okay. Um. Like all the ones that I watched for this, this is probably my favorite new watch out of them, just because I was totally blown away 
of how great it was and how it was very consistent. That is like the big tone that I want for rom-coms is consistency and like how to be single is probably one of my favorite ones as like of like the 2010s and stuff. This one was really much up there for me. Zoe's really great in it. Uh, Glenn Powell, they have really good chemistry and I didn't mind Pete Davidson in it, but I can see <laughs> Ron's like just like it kind of plays the same character so it's just whatever yeah uh, and i don't know i i just really liked the vibes it was a very like just a cute movie it's very very cute uh and i it, it's one of those rom-coms like the concept would not work in the real world at all mm-hmm. but then for a movie standpoint i can buy it and that's pretty much what i want for these type of movies um I didn't know, like, this is honestly, like, a really big sleeper for the year it came out with. I told, never heard of this movie until, like, Rod sent me the list of what we got to watch, and I found out <laughs> that it's actually a really well-received movie. It has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, so I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. yeah, let's check. And, yeah, I was blown away, honestly, just for rom-com standards, and I really just bought everything going in, and I like Lucy Lou, so it was cool to see her. But those are my thoughts. I say I'll be. Hi, P. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I had heard, I guess I heard a little bit when it came out, but uh, especially on Instagram, people I follow, I saw a lot of people recommending it as a, you know, underground, not as talked about movie on uh, one of the biggest streaming services. So I guess I shouldn't say underground, but um, I, I just saw it on several lists as, as you know, recommended and stuff. Uh, so I was getting hopes up and up and it didn't quite meet those high expectations uh, for me, but it I I did enjoy my time with it. Uh, Zoe and Glenn, like both of y'all said, have really good chemistry. They're fun and funny together. Um, <laughs> there's the the thing with their work that their characters I don't really like, and I understand the seniority and they want to. They're young and fresh. They want to forward their career, but I don't know. Getting dinner for these people. And and you know harassing DoorDash people to to get the food and stuff for their boss it's just kind of I don't know I, I personally I think I would have quit earlier um, but you know for the story it was something kind of unique I guess um, and the the characters themselves and their interactions I, I liked a lot so that brought it up. Um, and also, like you said, Rod, for being a Netflix rom-com, uh, it's, it is it is pretty good on that front. So the other thing, oh, the, uh, the, the, the pizza interaction, right? Fire escape and getting pizza. That, that was really touching. I like that. I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Best, best meal I ever had was that $5 pizza or whatever it was. Uh, that was, that was sweet. So, um, I guess I'd, I'd I'd be at a B also. Well, you have no choice because then our Zach and I already put out a B, so you know, yeah, avoided. True, true. Okay. So we're putting at the S tier. I'm just kidding. B tier <laughs> it is. You know, Ben, our last retrospective we did, or actress spotlight, I should say, mm-hmm. we were having a difficult time not putting a Jake Gyllenhaal movie in the S tier. Yeah. <laughs> this one's all over the place. I I like that. I I do like that. That we have some variety here in terms of how we feel about certain movies. Yep. Even though you're all wrong, but that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. We can all agree to disagree. Disagree to agree. Where am I going with this? I don't know, Ben. 
Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo it is. <laughs> Sticking to the sip of my Captain Jack and Coke, Ben. <laughs> Buffalo. Look. What a movie. What an experience. What a surprise. That is the perfect word to describe Buffalo. It is a surprise. It is the indie version. Zach already said it, the indie version of Wolf of Wall Street, but without the 569 uses of the word fuck <laughs> and without the constant debauchery every two minutes. And no Margaret. And no Margaret. True. I was going to compare it a little to uh, Molly's game as well. There's, a Mo- there's some Molly's game in here. There's some Wolf yeah. of Wall Street in here. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit too, Ben, of. Uh, Steve Carell movie, Big Short. Yeah. In terms of like she's her explaining, you know, what she's doing and everything. You know, how she like has to stop for a second, you know, breaking the fourth wall and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So and the fact that I'm still a little confused at how it works, but yes, there is that explanation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have big brain energy. I just yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna brag, but I was able to get most of it. But anyway, but anyway, I'm not gonna brag. I'll do that off screen. So with Buffalo, Zach, I think this might be my second favorite performance of her career. There's one that we haven't talked about yet that I think is a little bit better, but for different reasons. Um, But she is so energetic. I love it. I love that she goes up against someone like Jai Courtney and you're like, Jai Courtney, you're going to lose. This girl's unhinged. She's unhinged. This is Zoe Deutsch unhinged. In an art horse, art horse, art house style. After dark, Ben. Yep, for sure. <sighs> That's a new style of film, guys. Art horse, art horse style <laughs> films. I, I yeah, I, I think for me, what makes Buffalo so great because it's kind of like we've seen this movie before. Like you know, person starts a you know their own business, they get way too over their head, yada yada yada. But I think it's a mix of. Now, Zach, in terms of, you know, we talk about tonal inconsistency with the last movie, the last couple of movies. This one has different tones, but it's blended so well. There's comedy, there's drama, there's a little bit of a rom-com in here. But it's all blended together in this really good drama that at times feels like a little small-time biopic film, but it's a fictional story. Uh, I like how they tie in football and all this with the Buffalo Bills. I like how... They dumb it down for you, but not to the point where they make you feel stupid, right? Like I, I, I think the big. I, I, that's why I bring out the big short bit because like the big short does that, but they don't make you feel stupid. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street's like, no, you just better fucking get it, or you know, understand stocks, or just enjoy <laughs> debauchery for three hours. Yeah. After my sixth watch of Wolf of Wall Street, I think I finally grasped the concept of it. Yeah, you weren't going to Wolf of Wall Street for the wolf for the or yeah, for the wolf. Yeah, for the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't going to Wolf of Wall Street to actually learn about Wall Street, Zach. Don't lie. My life changed after that moment. <laughs> Damn, bro. Oh, spit out his uh, Captain Jack. <laughs> oh, it's a bit take. Yeah, a lot of uh, horny teenage boys' lives changed that day when they saw Wolf of Wall Street. I was there for the theater, Ben. I was there for the, the cinema. Oh, it was, was a. 
Then Margot Robbie came on screen. I forgot what movie I was watching. So <laughs> it was a Netflix, Netflix watch for me when the parents weren't home. That's a good movie to watch without the parents. I, yeah, I strongly recommend kids if you watch this watch with your parents. Yeah. That's the last R rated movie you'll ever watch. With your <laughs> this is R rated. I think I'll save this. What is PG? Sure. <laughs> Anyway, back to Buffalo. Um, I don't know how we got on that tangent. But anyway, yeah, it's just the energy she brings to this this role because we've seen this story before, right? And I think the side characters, the characters that kind of inhabit this world that we're watching, uh, really kind of elevated too. And there's some really good like scenes of like tension too with uh, you know, kind of the rivaling companies when she starts her own versus Jai Courtney's company. I like how Jack Courtney's like, you know, not, you know, he kind of threatening her family a little bit, you know, buying her brother's bar, all that kind of stuff, right? So mm-hmm. there's stuff in here that I really like that, you know, kind of elevated from just being like a, you know, one like film that we've kind of seen before in terms of rise and the fall of a person. Although she doesn't really learn a lesson at the end of this movie because the very last line, I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay, but it didn't bother me because she's never really going to change is that this movie kind of really showed that you know she's always going to be about the money how but it's for the right reasons right it's not like a jordan belfort where he's just in it for the money 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 like he, she's actually like trying to like go to college and support her family stuff like that so i for me it's a strong a highly entertaining uh some good darker moments Judy Greer is great too, by the way. I love seeing Judy Greer pop up right now and then she's really good in this movie. He's always good. I didn't like the boyfriend character a little bit. I, he's okay. Like, I don't know. I wanted to go away in parts. I was like, dude, <laughs> shut up. Just, just, yeah. just, just stop talking. But fun, fun movie overall. And I actually, this was a movie Zach recommended to me. I think this was one of the first things Zach and I talked about when I was done being mad at him for copying my post ideas. But uh, anyway, <laughs> go ahead, Zach. I was actually reminiscing and going back to my letterbox review when I first watched it. Uh, this came out. I watched it in March fifteenth, twenty twenty. Oh so boy, that was go. like, so that was during the time of COVID, like the peak of it. So I, I saw you doing that, Ben. You did good. You yeah, did thank good. you. Thank you. you good. I'm so confused. I didn't see it. <laughs> I missed it. That was a a silent rewinding the clocks. Yeah, let's motion. Let's rewind the clock. Yes, interlock the fingers. Lean back yeah, in the chair. Yep. You're learning, Ben. Um, <laughs> no, Zach, see, don't, don't, don't be copycats. God, just review the movie, man. Come on. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fun movie. I don't remember much. I didn't go back and rewatch it, but I really do want to rewatch it now, honestly, uh, to see how I feel after almost three years. Uh, this is a, uh, this is a fun watch. It's a uh, Zoe is unbelievable in this movie. Apparently, that's why I said in 2020 that she was <laughs> unbelievable in this movie because she's so such a scumbag and like but you get it you know you get she wants to leave buffalo but you root for her though that's exactly you're rooting for her to succeed exactly and jai courtney we already hate jai courtney (laughs) so you can already like not root for him and be more of a sleazebag this is probably easily his best role since captain boomerang in the suicide squad 2021 movie uh that's because he dies like five minutes in exactly (laughs) sorry that's so mean um anyways yeah um this is this is a eight ah, 
This is a close. This is like a. That's not a tier. A ha. Huh? It's not a tier. <laughs> well, it's a low A, high B. It, it's very much there. As a, I was looking at my review, I do remember like there were some flaws I had. Like the pacing was all over the place towards like the later half, and I don't know. It just it was jumping too fast, and like the stopping and going just didn't like mesh well in the end. After all, uh, and then like kind of like Vampire like, Academy. Yeah, a lot like Vampire Academy. I hate you all but, so much. <laughs> but this one, uh, it's just the last portion. Just I, I just wish it was. I think told better or like how the system works and everything. But I get the message in the end, and I like Zoe do Deutsch in this one. So yeah, well, you bring up points that like I feel like the budget just kind of ran out. Like okay, yeah, like, I feel like the crazy. Let's go. Exactly. Um, that, that's a good point. So, I, it's not an A. I'm gonna say B. I'm gonna say B. I'm gonna say B just because of those flaws I have, and I really gotta do a hard rewatch on it because it has literally been three years almost. So, but I did. This is like my first real introduction to her as acting, like where she was acting, acting. So I'll say a B. Benjamin. Uh, you took a lot of the points that I was going to say, uh, especially about Chad Courtney. Um, but yeah, the her performance is great. I think uh, there's one I didn't get to rewatch, but I think this might be her, my favorite performance of hers um, so far. Uh, she really dives into the role, and I I believed uh, you know her character and everything. Like you were saying, she's kind of a scumbag, but kind of rooting for her also, or at least interested to see where she goes. And uh, yeah, she's just a, a perseverant, per, persevering character. Yeah, um, and and interesting in that front. And the the yeah, the the ending uh, and other movies that would kind of not piss me off, but you know, make me mad or whatever. But I I liked it in this version because, um, like you said, she even though she doesn't <laughs> really change, you, you kind of you understand that's her character and. Uh, I, I just I, I like how it ended up there. So, um, and there there's some funny parts too with everyone yelling over each other and <laughs> all the uh, you know Buffalo jokes and everything. So, yeah. Um, for for me, I'm gonna stick with that A huh, tier. We'll just put it in the B tier. All right. There's no. All right. Okay. Let's let's just. Sounds like you're more on the B scale than the A scale. So we're gonna we're gonna put it right there. Three more movies to go, gentlemen. Let's talk about Zombieland. I love that first movie so much. That first movie was just a, a nice little surprise. It was hilarious. Uh, Bill Murray, Ben. Shows yeah, up. Bill fucking Murray. And it's one of the few Jesse Eisenberg roles I like because he's not this, you know, hyperact- hyperactive uh, little shit. Um, <laughs> like, for a Jesse Eisenberg role, this is much more toned down. A lot more toned down, and it's sort of like the MCU guys, right? If you like the first one, you're gonna like this one. If you didn't like the first one, you're not gonna like this one because this is just more of the same. But that didn't bother me at all because I really enjoy this movie. And honestly, actually, Zoe Deutsch saved this movie from being Zombieland One again. Her introduction, uh, her role in this film. I talked about it before, but her comedic timing, her comedic timing is so fucking good in this movie. Um, 
Ben, it's kind of hard to pick a favorite moment because she kind of has all the highlight moments for me in this film. Aside from the kind of really fun uh, third act sequence at the very end. Mm-hmm. I, there's an Uber joke in here. They don't mention Uber, but they talk about I I love that joke so much, Ben. Um, you know, I think my favorite moment might be when she reappears, though. You see the ice cream truck, you're like, who the heck is, oh my god, it's her. And it's just like the character's like response, like, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be fucking kidding me. You gotta be fucking kidding me. She's like, I, I bit, I wish. I, stupid peanut allergy. I, it's just like, this is the way she talks, the way she's acting, like she's acting like a dumb blonde and she plays it perfectly. That being said, Ben, because I know Zoe Dorch's movie. She was away for a little bit. And she comes back. They don't use her well enough when she reappears. Like how, like I, I like the stuff before you think she gets bit, and she comes back. And some of the jokes didn't work for me, mm-hmm. but overall, as an overall performance, it worked really, really well. Um, the movie itself, it like I said, it's more the same like the first time I land. So, I, for me, it's like a high B, low A. I don't think it's as good as the first Zombie Land. I don't think it's as clever as the first Zombie Land. I think there's a little too many characters in this movie as well. But Grace Randolph turned into a zombie, and that was great because I hate Grace Randolph so much. So that was great to see. So highlight of the film for me right there too. Ben, what are your thoughts on? Uh, hi- highlight for me would be I think it was the post credit where uh, the the return of Bill Murray. You mean Garfield? Yeah. And Garfield. Yeah. Um, I hate Mondays. <laughs> but yeah, this one, just like you said, it, it's uh, on its own, probably not that great, but <laughs> because it's reuniting those characters we love from the first Zombie Land, uh, it's it's fun. This one, I think, yeah, it was the, the first Zoe Deutsch movie I saw uh, put her name on the map for me. And like you said, a great, funny character who really, could have been annoying and and brought down the movie a lot but she uh despite some bad jokes like you said when she returns but overall it it was a great character um and glad she was in it um i I don't remember a whole lot (laughs) from the movie as a whole uh but i and you know just saw it the ones in theaters and i remember you know enjoying my time with it that one time um and uh going to going to Graceland was fun too. I do remember that scene. So that was fun. That yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yep. Um yeah, so for me, I don't know, it's kind of hard because on its own, it's kind of weird, but connected, you know, with memories of the first one. Um and also it's better than before I fall. So I will say a B. Hi B. Oh boy. <laughs> what say you, Zach? Uh, I say, I say a B. It's a good B movie. Um, it's not as good as the first one. It very much just is a rehash of that first film, which I kind of quickly fall in, out of love with because that's one I've seen way too many times, and two, it just. I okay, I'm older now. You know, we're I'm almost thirty. It's like the jokes don't like. Hit You're trying to say. I'm just saying, the jokes don't hit like they did when I was 13 years old. They just don't hit like they did. Um, You still like Twinkies. 
I do like Twinkies still. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> and so watching, I was kind of like when this came out, I was kind of disappointed by it because it just felt like all the same again. It didn't feel like they did anything special. It just felt like they were just just there to like just give everybody a sequel if they wanted after 10 years. And they did play with some concepts well enough, but it really is Zoe that saved this damn movie for most of the humor. Because a lot of the humor felt like it was trapped in 2009. And which I get because technically the apocalypse is like 2009 you know still that era but it just it just felt like it was stuck in there and uh zoe like really makes it a different level with her humor and like the typical blonde bubblegum pop girl type of thing but it doesn't get annoying at all like ben was saying it actually like for me elevates the movie it does say different um the peanut allergy thing was completely off guard and when she comes back i loved it so much it was hilarious and that's like probably the funniest moment in the entire movie um everything else i just kind of forgot about uh i do not like abigail uh Bresen or what's her last name uh <laughs> i did not like her this movie at all it was just annoying it, it really was just annoying and then the boyfriend from uh spectacular year spectacular mm-hmm. was in this. i realized that i was like he's annoying like everybody's just he had one good moment when she's asking him yeah. about, does he have weed? But like I got who has weed, she's like, uh, what? Yeah, I got weed. <laughs> it just, uh, everybody just felt so annoying. Like, I don't know. Besides Emma Stone, she was pretty funny in this one. Like, like just being jealous of Zoe and stuff, that was pretty funny. But I don't know. It's just kind of forgettable in the end. That moment when she does reappear, though, and she was like, oh my God, you guys. Hey, old guy. Let's hang <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She just really does just save the movie, and like the whole like wherever she's interacting with the group, it's just those are the best parts of the movie for me. Mm-hmm. But everything and when they go to Graceland, um, and like they meet uh, Luke Wilson and the dude from Verizon, that Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> <laughs> He's done more than Verizon commercials, but yes. My bad, but true. It's uh, those are the like those are funnier. But when it tries to do something new and different, not re like yeah. recent like the double tap joke and all that. When it's not trying to remind y'all, it's like it remind me a lot of Dumb and Dumber too, and that aspect where it tries to rehash the joke. Don't you ever compare way. this to Dumb and Dumber? That movie <laughs> no, is a disaster. I know, I know, but like where it's like a lot of these comedy movies, they just try to make it like the same joke as again like anchorman 2 and all that they don't try anything new or different it just feels like that and this just kind of felt like that in the end but zoe really saves the movie so that's why it's a b for me that's funny you mentioned anchorman 2 because that movie is like a rehash i mean they even do the fight scene like they did in the first one again but longer and with a lot more characters and more cameos uh, yeah yeah but have Go. you ever seen the like three hour cut of this movie of the, the anchorman there's like an unrated cut, then there's like a super sized cut of the movie where they oh, like literally every single joke no. imaginable in the it bet is so bad. <laughs> it is just awful. I highly recommend you don't watch it. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Zombieland 2. Fun, but it, it was missing that charm at first. I will say this though, because we, we didn't mention him. Woody Carlson has a really good arc in this movie. I did like when they took his character in this. Mm. Um, I think they don't I don't want a trilogy I think two is enough I think we can kind of stop at two what do you think then 
Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Okay. The Outfit. One or two movies that come out last year. Ben, this is what I like to call the wannabe bad times of the El Royale. <laughs> Not as good as that movie. But still pretty good on the own. Uh, Mark Rylance saves this movie, though, for me. He is so free. And it's like a very calm. Yeah. It's like very calm, very reserved. He's you know, just going through the motions, right? But I'd buy a suit from this guy. Like, Ben, you, I would walk in that place and be like, yeah, Mark, get me a suit. Get me a jacket. But you know who surprised me in this film? And he actually had quite a good year. Because we're going to talk about it again in this other movie. Dylan O'Brien was really good in this movie. He's, yeah. And he's not in it much. I'm not going to say what happens to him, but I liked him quite a bit in this movie, Ben. And I'm not the biggest Dylan O'Brien fan, but yep. you put him in something like this, really gives a showcase like, oh, he's one of us, the guy from Maze Runner. He's act, <laughs> he can actually act. He can actually, you know, he actually has range. Mm-hmm. I think for me, though, I think this movie thinks it's too smart for its own good. I... I wasn't really falling for the twists and the turns. I was like, okay, I was able to predict that, 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 that. The ending was satisfying. Um, the one location worked for me, though. Yeah, I felt claustrophobic. I felt very tense. Like I was very tense throughout, you know, watching this movie. But I don't think it has that same smartness that like a like a bad times the Royale brings to the table. Um, I think it's, I think it oversight is welcome just a little bit. I think, it, I, I think it starts out a little too slow, but once stuff starts to happen and the plot starts to be built, I'm like, oh, okay. And I like how even a character like Zoe George's character, who's very good in the movie, she actually has her own agenda and you know, things mm-hmm. are getting revealed. And, you know, this has been, this is a really good kind of like, you know, obviously it's not, it's not theaters anymore, but like, it would be a good matinee film, like a 12 o'clock, you know, a, Zach, a prime time Zach, no, it's a lot. You know, 12 o'clock, you know, you're out running errands. Like, let's take a break. Let's go see a movie. The outfit. Yeah. Good, 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 good movie to go see at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Maybe you'll see Zach. You can have pop. You guys, you know, you can hang out, have some popcorn together, enjoy the movie, talk about it afterwards. Go about your day. A good day that movie too, Ben, I think too. And that's, you know, maybe a, a good group hangout film too to watch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Kind of maybe guess the mystery if you're, you know, yeah. trying to figure out what's going on. So yeah, it's a solid B-level movie for me. Ben, I swear I like Zoe Deutsch as an actress a lot. I promise you. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, I, I am right there with you, with the, the B territory. I kind of wanted to like it a little more, and I think it it got good reviews. Like, That's like really the thing. Good, the really good reviews. killed yeah. me. Yeah. I, I, I was expecting something spectacular. And I was like, it was good. Not yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, I feel like it is kind of a fresh idea, I guess, and how it's presented and everything. And I mean, the story's cool. Uh, I, I did not predict all the turns. So, you know, several story beats got me. Um, but yeah, another thing too, you're saying matinee, I feel like it would make a good uh, play to see as well. With the you know, especially one location, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah. I not much else to say really. Um, I just that I I agree. It was interesting. I you know still recommend it and stuff. The acting's good, but it's it didn't blow me away. 
What say you, Jack? Um, yeah, I guess I have a small brain because I was like, oh, I didn't expect that. Oh, I didn't. I'm not saying that. everything I was able to predict. There were some things I was like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, that caught me off guard. But I was like, okay, I have a feeling I know where this character is going to end up going. Yeah, and where this character is going to end up going. But no, not everything. All right, so like, calm down. All right. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'll stop being sarcastic. Um, yeah, it's it's a B. That's a good place for it. Um, it's I'm already already kind of forgetting it. I've been <laughs> saying that a lot with her movies, but it's true. I'm already kind of forgetting it. Um, she's not in it as much. Um, but what she is, she's pretty good. Uh, a little sip side note. This is probably her best looking role. She looks really pretty and beautiful in this movie. <laughs> Outside of the movie, but this is like I love her aesthetic in the movie. Um, back off, great. Jack. Back off. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, but yeah, the movie's it's, it's fine. I um, I thought it would be something more. That's the thing. I thought it was gonna be something like where it's more than one location. But then <laughs> when you realize it literally is just one location on one night, then I could kind of appreciate what they were going for. And like Ben, you were saying a play. It's like what see how you how they run was trying to be to a point where yeah. it's trying to be a murder mystery, but like on one location, like a play type of thing. And uh yeah, that's kind of like once you realize that you're like, oh, that's pretty much the, just the movie. Okay, but the intensity is there, and these mob like mafia people are so unhinged that literally anything can happen. That's what kept kept me interested in it. And when Zoe wasn't there, I was really invested to like what was going to happen in the end. But then a lot of the twists and turns in the end got a little ridiculous. The more I thought about it, um, like it literally something kept happening. And I could have done without the last bit, like the last bit of the certain some someone coming back. I could have done without that. That felt the thing that happens that Mark Ryan's does is pretty cool. But mm-hmm. like the showing of what his under his sleeves and stuff, it was kind of just cheesy and generic. Like, oh, they're always hot. like he's more than what meets the eye. And I don't know. It just that kind of like took me out a bit, but I give it a B. Guys, we promise. We like Zoe Deutsch as an actress a lot. She's good. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to our last film, guys. Not okay. I was really looking forward to this. I'm about to hype going I like the story surrounding it. Plus, it's Zoe. So I was, you know, was going to be excited no matter what. But let's talk about people that are just unlikable. Holy shit. This might be the most unlikable person of the entire filmography. She is. Ooh, she is. She is not a good person. Not a bad. Very, very bad. But. Guys. I like. How I, I, I love how the end. It's not all roses and sunshine. There are serious consequences to her actions. And I was very satisfied with that. But Ben, this movie does the thing. I hate when movies fucking do in the opening of the movie. They show it from the like the third act. I fucking hate that shit so fucking much. Hey, y'all. You're probably wondering how I got here. So Let's I rewind. I hate that yeah. so much. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Buffalo did that too, didn't it, in the beginning? It did. It did. Yeah. It showed yeah. Yeah. running to Jai Courtney's place. So, <sighs> yeah. I, I hate when movies do that, but... It was more annoying here. 
that's one of my negatives. Well, I'm going to stick with the positives here. I, to me, this is Zoe's best performance because she plays the unlikable character so fucking well. But there are times, Ben, where I was not rooting for her, but I felt sorry for her. Like, I was like, I get why you're doing this, but I, I can't sympathize with you. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not trying to say, like, I yeah. agree with what, but I, I, I understand. I understand. But then she just, she takes it too far. Like, the lie just keeps going further and right. further and further. But I want to tell, I, I said this in my letterbox too. There is someone in this movie who actually, I think, upstages Zoe Deutsch in this movie. Mia Isaac. Holy shit. Guys, we need to watch out for Mia Isaac. She is a, she's going to be an, a force of nature for years to come, I feel like. Her performance in this is spectacular. And it's, it's, I like, it's not really like a rivaling thing, Bennett, but it's like, it's just two different characters because she's lived through something. She, her character lived through a school shooting where Zoe character fake or Danny, she faked everything. Right. So there are moments, there's, there's some tender moments between these two though, because Danny finally found a friend. She finally found some, but it, this relationship was built off a lie, and that's a sad thing. Uh, but I found those moments sweet, like when she's pulling to play kickball with the, with the support group. That's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because it shows Zoe, like, hey, you know, maybe if you come clean now, maybe they can forget. Maybe, maybe, because she had several chances throughout this movie to come clean. And I, I, I liked that I didn't like that shadowy figure that kept haunting her. Like it was cool at first, but then it, it just kept doing it over and over. I was like, okay, no, we get the point. But like I said, guys, the, the highlight of this movie to me was actually the ending. And that's weird to say, but like I just like how she actually suffered consequences. And that she actually learned a lesson. And that going to apologize to her was not going to solve anything at all. And she just quietly walks away. Yep. Like, I don't, you know, I'm who knows what her character is going to be like. You know, down the road, that's open. That's an open conversation. But there's going into my negatives. There's a character in this movie that I don't like at all. And it's the person who exposes her. She's almost as bad as Zoe Deutsch's character is going through her stuff, like going through, you know, I, I get it. You were jealous. Fine. But what gave her the right to go through her shit? I didn't like all that. And then she's like, she's acting all high and more like, I'm better than her. You went through her stuff. You invaded her privacy. You are no better than she is. I get it. Maybe what you did wasn't as bad as what Zoe did, but you still went through her shit. I don't know. That bothered me a lot then. I don't know why yeah. it did. It it just I was like, I can't get on board with you. Yeah. All. I kinda well, I kind of see that a little bit as harping more on, on the point of the movie. If I'm explaining that well. Like it she's another character that's doing not as bad as what Zoe's character's doing, but maybe that like no one's 
well, except for Rowan, really, is is likable. I don't yeah, know. Rowan is but the I, only likable character in this movie. Like, because Dylan O'Brien yeah. here is a dick. Jesus yeah. Christ, but he plays a douchebag really well in this movie. <laughs> he was hilarious. <laughs> he's another character I thought at first would be really annoying, but he's actually really funny. Uh, but yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm go, go ahead because I was just I was just going to keep on rambling. So go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, I kind of I, I understand what you're saying. I, I didn't find that character you were talking about being. Uh, I, I think it, it, she was like intentionally um, not good, I guess. But anyway, uh, well, no, no, that's how I was saying. Like she's intentionally not a good person, even though she thinks she's doing the right thing. She's intentionally yeah. not a good person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, kind of furthered the 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 point or the message, I guess, of mm-hmm. uh, of of the state of teenagers and and people on the internet and well, stuff today. So, like Zach was saying, millennials, us millennials, and yes. jealousy, and us wanting, like, you know, you know, for people who are working corporate, whatever, you know, rising yep. up in the ranks and being jealous of a certain person's position, all that stuff. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. This one, it, it's. A little bit of a roller coaster, I guess, but the it, really the story and setup is all very interesting. I don't, I haven't seen anything like it, and like we're saying, it's very rooted in you know today um, and, and modern times. So uh, there are some heartfelt moments and very sweet moments, some great bonding between characters, but then there's other moments that don't work for me and even kind of verged on on cringy uh and i wish i'd written down exactly what those were but i i think sometimes the dialogue is very straightforward uh to the point i guess um i feel like the acting overall was was pretty good but yeah there's just certain moments that didn't kind of pulled me out of the film and i was like well i don't know actually how much i'm enjoying this um or, or or liking it but then it takes some risks also and with how much it, <laughs> her character, Zoe's character, pushes into this lie, it gets pretty wild. So, um, I do applaud it. If it, it, it feels like it could be a real um, thing, like we've been saying, and even I feel like if it was a real story, this would be everywhere. Everybody talking about it, having their own opinions, like everyone does. So, uh, for for that, it's it's pretty interesting. So. Yeah, it's kind of like the some of the other movies that it, you know, not my favorite. I don't know how much I'll rewatch it, but it, for the story, the setup, and the, the acting is really interesting and and had me intrigued the whole time uh, watching it. So it's kind of <laughs> kind of a weird you know back and forth on that for me. But um, did you what did you say, Rod? Or you no, you didn't get a letter yet. No, no, I'm 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 at an A with this movie just because of the arc kind of the film's risk to not have it be the sweet ending. Yeah. Um, the that's performances, the, like you said, the, some of the, the character interactions are great. There's another one between where they're going out. I think it was their um, smashing stuff, her and, and Roland together. I love that moment. You know, they'll know sort of it's bonding, but they get to remember this relationship is built off a lie. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but for me, it's at an A. I, there's not a whole lot for me that I didn't like. There's just you know certain things like the cringy dialogue or some cringiness in there. Yeah. Uh, but one of my favorite moments too is when <laughs> she finally decides to be a better person. 
she runs into that homeless person again at the, at the park and she gives her that bag. She's like, here, this is for you. And she's like, bitch, what the fuck am I going to do with this? <laughs> that was yeah, yeah, that was one of good. my favorite moments. Um, but then also her realizing that Dylan, like the guy she likes, isn't really like it's kind of this film also exposes social media for who people are, kind of away from Instagram and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, all three of us we're the same. You know, we're all still just kind-hearted gentlemen, mm-hmm. even exactly. though Zach has eight burner accounts. But <laughs> yeah, I'm the one that comments. Where's this? Where's this? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you forgot about this one that I like. <laughs> With oh, that said, no. go ahead, Zach. Um, I have this as a B again. Um, I as I was looking, at my I, have, I finally made a ranking of her movies on Letterboxd, and there are a lot of three and a half stars. Um, it's just because this one I really love the first two acts, or I really love the first act. The middle act gets kind of like cringy and a little uh, over the top too much and kind of like in the unbelievable aspects. And then the last act is really good. And like like Rod was saying, like her actually taking consequences and like having to deal with that. Um, I just, I don't know. There's just something in that middle act that just really like lost my interest. And I was like, all right, when is we going to finally pick up to something, something like a little bit different? I think to that point too, Zach, because I forgot to mention this, that second act has some pacing problems. Yes. And I kind of found myself at times being like detached from the film. And I think it kind of goes to what you guys were saying too, like some of the unbelievability of it a little bit kind of the, the, kind of takes away. And it just kept going on like she's getting away with it. And like it just keeps going. And you know in the end the inevitable is going to happen and you're just waiting for that. And then, But it just takes too long to get there. Uh, I did not buy the dream sequences stuff. That felt so out of place to me. And the vi- the CGI was very shitty. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was very, like, just not good. And I'd rather just them not do with that. Like, it just felt so corny. And, uh, but, like, Zoe's just so good in the movie. She's, again, plays another unlikable character. And she's just really good at it. That was the whole marketing in the movie of her like just being so horrible like she's the worst person on earth everybody get ready and she truly like was but also you sympathize with her like like you were saying Rod, like you get you get it but then you're like you can't root for her and well, yeah, i think it could, she, kept, she kept just going on with the lie yeah and it was like harder to you know kind of root for her to change because she just kept going on on with exactly. it when she had several chances to come clean and that's very true. And I think it speaks a lot to this generation, uh, millennials or Gen Z, whichever way you want to look at it, of how, like, not, like, so much lying, but of how just juvenile a lot of people can be and, like, not really learning a lesson a lot of times and only waiting until they get, like, the consequences happen to them. And that really shows here. And uh, especially that last part, which is really, really a stellar ending, um, but I just wish the middle portion was just a little fleshed out better. Um, but Zoe's really, really good in the movie, and uh, like her rising in fame, it just felt just too corny at times. But yeah, uh, a solid B. All right, so guys, I swear we really liked her as an actress. She's she's really good. But we're gonna put this in the B tier as well. 
but I think you see a pattern here of like she's starting to choose better roles for herself, and I'm excited to see where her career goes after this. Um, she had a really good year last year, actually. You know, kind of got lost in the shuffle of Jenna Ortega's fantastic year and Colin Farrell's great year. She had a she had a pretty solid year last year. Yeah, totally. We are never doing a Jenna Ortega episode just because of you. What about me a goth one? Come on. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Ben, to kind of top this off, we have one film in the F tier, Vampire County. We have three in the C tier, Good Kids, Flower, and for some reason, the year is spectacular, Ben. I don't know how that ended up in the C tier, but we have... <laughs> hey, look, Ben. Last episode, we couldn't get anything out of the S tier. This year, we couldn't get anything out of the B tier. We got <laughs> Before I Fall, The Setup, Buffaloed, Zombieland, Double Tap, the outfit and not okay in the B tier, and then the move she's I'm in very much. Everyone wants some, everybody <laughs> wants some is in the A tier. But I I'm rooting for her. I still think guys she needs that. She she needs that Jenna Ortega kind of like she needs that scream, the fallout, she needs that kind of oomph to really like elevate her to that kind of status because and this has to be a movie, it can just be a show. Mm-hmm. You know, just that one performance, but I, I feel like she gets it's like you were saying Zach she just keeps choosing these characters that you know are like these side characters but who knows like we said she's 28 she's still young we'll see where his, her career takes her now Ben mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to reveal the next couple of actor and actress retrospectives we're going to do right Ben you and I have talked about this next this next actor or actress we're talking about in the month of March. We have talked about this person many, many times. And we even have a little saying about her every time we bring her up. <sighs> Lily James. Lily James, yes. So Lily James will be the actress in the spotlight in the month of March. Because I really want to talk about Yesterday and Cinderella and Baby Driver. <laughs> All the great stuff <laughs> she's in. Ben, she has a great, great filmography. So, Lily James will be the actress in, we're talking about in March. Yay. April. Ben, this is where it gets really exciting. He had a little stint with On the Armist for a little bit, but now he's dating J-Lo. We're talking about Ben Affleck in the oh, month of April. Okay. To celebrates his release of the his movie Air with Matt Damon. We're going to talk about him in the month of April. And this will get Zach very, very, very excited for the month of May. We are talking about the one, the only, Elizabeth Olsen in the month of May. Finally. I know for our viewers, it's like, oh, okay, well, so what? Who, who the fuck cares? But for Zach, this is a big deal. So, the month of May, we can talk about the multiverse of madness once again with Elizabeth Olsen. Am I invited to this podcast? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We have to look at the guest list, Ben. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty tight. So, it's, I don't yeah. know. We'll, it's a, a toss up. We'll let you know. Yeah. yeah we'll, okay. We'll, okay. we'll fill you in. Okay. All right, maybe the day before, you know, we have a late cancellation. We'll, we'll bring you on. So, but All Ben, yeah, Lily James, Ben Affleck, and Elizabeth Olsen 
next three up. You excited? You like that I lineup? Am, I am excited. I'd like to see all three of them in one movie together. That would be fantastic. Be interesting, but I yeah, you know, I really want to do Kate Blanchett, and I was like, Ben and I don't have the time to go through that filmography. So yeah, that's it's a lot. It was a lot. So we got to set that for when we have some time, which is never. So <laughs> one of these days. We'll do her before we become our Tarantino. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> we'll, we'll do her films before Tarantino, though. I think if in one month we'll do Tarantino, Keith Blanchett, and our last part of the Disney retrospective all in one month. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Knock it all out. One episode. <laughs> Never going to happen. But guys, thank you so much for listening. Next week, Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania spoiler review will be up. Uh, so let's look forward to that. Enjoy Quantum Mania this weekend. Check out some of Zoe Deutsch's films. A lot of indie, mm-hmm. a lot of indie flicks to choose from, and a lot of them are actually streaming. So go check them out. But Zach, where can people find you online? Yeah, a lot of Zoe's films are a bunch of bees, apparently. But uh, yeah, go check them out. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Horror Enthusiast. There are three R's in the middle of horror, so don't forget those. And find me on Letterbox at Zach Tr. Ben, where can people find us online? You can find us on Instagram at the Infinity Film Podcast, and you can email us, please, with your your thoughts of this episode and the important topics we discussed, like High C for McDonald's. What do you think of that? Uh, what's your favorite film in the art horse genre? Yes, art horse, and, very important. Yes, and any other films that you think are a millennial's wet dream, please email us at <laughs> rb.theinfinityfilmpodcast at gmail.com. That's rb, like rotben.theinfinityfilmpodcast at gmail.com. Myself, my good friend Ben, and my sip brethren, Zach Sells. Thank you so much for listening. And the real question is, can you stay up past 10 o'clock? We'll see you next time.